What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you by the beer that was literally designed to watch the footy with. And when finals footy is around, I'm telling you, the Bloke in a Bar lager tastes even better. Smooth, crisp, easy drinking, not fruity, not hoppy, not making it feel like you've drunk a milkshake. Beer that tastes like real beer. Go to your local, grab a case, support the platform. Plus, what more could you ask for? You grab a beer, you get a free sports network with it. Free sports network with the beer. As And the bigger we get, the more stuff we can do. And all you got to do is grab a case of Bloke in a Bar or grab a Bloke shirt. That's right. One of the boy shirts. One of the boy shirts with Brett Finch. That is the official tee of myself and the Brett Finch podcast. It's called the One of the Boys Tees. You'll see it if you go to YouTube or if you see the post tomorrow at 6 p.m., you'll see what it looks like. It supports the platform and the podcast, and we can keep growing. You know, the, the plans I have for next year and everything I want to do, guys, I mean, it's all everywhere I am today. Where I am today is all thanks to you guys. So I hope that you've enjoyed the content this season, and the more support we get, the bigger we can go next season. So grab a one of the boys shirt next Monday at 6 p.m. they drop, and it's limited, limited amount. So once they sell out, we can't restock them. And it's the first official tee of me and Finchie's podcast. Obviously, Finchie is a partner in this with me too, so it's supporting Finchie as well, helping Finchie find his way through this media game post-career. I think it's all been so good to see. When we first started this, me and the Finch dog, we didn't... Um, he was just supposed to like come on every now and then because I, I really wanted to help him build his own podcast. I, I, I thought he's got so much to offer. He's such he's got such good insight, but he's so good to listen to too. He's he's entertaining, and I just wanted to give him a fair crack. Um, and then he came on, and we just seemed to really go well together. You know, we could we're so different, yet we seem to it just seems to work. And so this is a start of something great. You know, I, I hope I hope long term, me and the Finchman in five years time, we continue to build this show. Um, so yeah, grab a one of the boys shirt. It's the first official tee of me and Finchie's podcast on a Monday. Uh, it's as I said, supports the platform, and it's a cool shirt. Wait till you see it. Uh, I cannot wait for finals. We talk about everything in this podcast. Hello Sport talk about omenry, about should they review clubs and give them tips on how to read omenry, among plenty of other things. But as usual, let's get straight into it, baby. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, the Dirty Merger Podcast, now known as the Dirty Merger Podcast, as a fantastic fan on the weekend during Hello Sport Live. Uh, hey, they came up with it, the yeah, Dirty Merger Podcast. DMP. What are your thoughts on the, the Dirty Merger Podcast? The thoughts on the... Well, initially, I was like, they were calling us a DMC, which was inappropriate in the extreme. But then as we sort of, we worked our way to a, to a nice solution. I think Dirty Merger Podcast works quite well. We are a dirty merger podcast, mm. but we're killing it. So that's the only difference I would say to us and a dirty merger club. We mm. win comps. Well, I think so. And the other difference is once we leave this desk, <laughs> it's not a dirty merger podcast anymore. We go okay. off and we do our own uniform yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is a big difference between <laughs> that and a dirty merger club, which it doesn't matter. When you go home, you still play for a Dirty Merger Club. When you go on holidays, you still play for DMC. You know what I mean? Look, you can't I'm, get away. You can't wash yourself off. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm happy with Dirty Merger Podcast. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have the same I hate, I guess, for Dirty Merger clubs. as you guys do. We do for clubs, not yeah. for podcasts. We don't hate them. Oh, we okay. just don't respect them. <laughs> <laughs> um, brought to you by Bloke and a Bar as usual, guys. Uh, matter of fact, we have a huge announcement that we announced actually two days ago, but... 
the Monday podcast with the Finchman. Official shirts dropping next Monday, 6 p.m. One of the boys' tees. That's what they're called. They're called one of the boys' tees, the black version. Very hot. Very hot. Very hot. Dude, you're looking thicker. I know, like, I know you're pretending like you're you're trying to lose weight, but I'm seeing the gains, dude. You're stacking on KGs of muscle. Look at that Uh, chest. You're pumping, aren't you, bro? You look like the rock. Look, I'm bouncing a bit of rubber, but I'm I'm not stacking on weight. But you're bouncing rubber. Hey, rubber has been bounced over last week. No doubt. Um, You don't reckon you've thickened? Look, I may have thickened slightly, but I still need to lose a lot of padding. There's a lot of padding. Maybe just water weight. I think that's all it is. No, 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 no. It's padding. It's Get in the sauna, mate. Padding. You come out, buddy. Six-pack. <laughs> Six-pack cut to death. <laughs> but as I said, one of the boys' tees next Monday, 6 p.m. There's a limited amount of tees, guys, so this lot can sell out. So set your alarms. Monday, 6 p.m., one of the boys' tees, they come in black. They come in this tan colour that we've never done before, so unique colour. They nice come in color. white and yellow, and they come in brown, our classic brown colour. So make sure to be there, guys. Exciting times. That's me and the Finchman. It's the official... Uh, shirt of the Me and the Finchman's podcast on Mondays. Uh, also, the stores that we have on Spotlight this week, we Core Crew. <laughs> you rattled me then because I was, I was about to speak and then you said something. Cork Screw Sellers, all stores, Kingswood Park Sellers, Camperdown Sellers, Bronte, Troy's Liquor, The Oaks, Duncan's West Brunswick Sellers, Victoria, Mona Sellers Drive Throughs, all stores, Victoria, Lilydale Sellers, Victoria. Criterion Hotel Dolby, uh, Shearer's Arms Tavern Gold Coast, Lands uh, Borough Hotel, Woombai. Is that right? Woombai? Woombai? I think Woombai is all right. I'll Woombai? go with Woombai. Woombai Pub, uh, Gundy Hotel, Innisfail. Nice. There it is. Uh, Super Express Flory, Canberra. Boom. There it is, boys and girls. It. How long? How long did you? Nah, first read. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. First Matty, read. When yeah, did you yeah. send them to him last week? No, nah, I'm a big game player. I'm a, when the lights are on, I deliver. <laughs> oh, look, mate, seven days. That's you know, that's, that's good. That's impressive. That's for seven like days when you're right? at primary school and you have like a spelling test coming up and you got these words you got to remember and it's like, all right, I got to fucking get these things. I got to nail this. Yeah, you've nailed it. Credit to you. Yeah. Credit where credit's I didn't, due. I didn't study. I didn't study that. Yeah, so we don't believe you. Is that yeah. the, that's the difference. Is yeah. that the the most the greatest wool pull of all time when you were at school and it was like considered cool to not study? And if you got a good mark and didn't study, you're the cool guy. Yeah. Well, I think it was. I think it was to deflect how you felt. Like, oh, I don't care about this test. I haven't studied. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit. But you do fucking care, and mm. you're a nervous. You're a nervous wreck. Really? And you're up all night. Well, I, I th- was. I was a like. I did study, but I didn't really study. But it wasn't like I still did well. I the results reflected the fact that I didn't study. You know the most I mean? annoying was when there was a really smart kid who you knew studied. And they're like, I haven't studied. You're that like, pisses bull- me That's the most shit. annoying fucking part. 100%. You must have the fucker the smartest in the class. My yeah. sister was like a fucking genius and she studied her ass off. Well, maybe more just like studied her ass off than a genius, but like worked really hard. But then would be the most stressed person in the world going to fucking... I'm like, bruh, you've been studying. I, you haven't slept for like eight days. Like, you're going to be fine. Mm. Those people annoy me as well. It's like, just relax. See, I can respect that though. Because they're trying to put in the hard yards. What pissed me off, because I was a person that genuinely didn't study. And then the guy that was studying all the time, I felt like we're not on the even playing field here. Like, you, don't try and staunch me with you're not studying when we all know you're not studying. When I'm really not studying. I yeah. really, honestly, I don't, I don't think I did. I think there was like one maths test that I studied for. And outside of that, I swear to God, I did no homework. And was that because you were just all eggs in sport basket? No, I just fucking didn't care. 
just well, didn't care. Like, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I guess. Did you finish school? Yes. We've got a. Oh, my. Holy shit. You might not have finished school. Did I school. finish school? Well, some people finish in year 10. Did I finish school? Do I look like a guy that didn't finish school? <laughs> there's, no, there's no look to anyone that Holy looks like. Holy shit. I mean, that is so stereotype. I'm offended. I'm offended. What are you talking about? That is outrageous. Did you finish? <laughs> <laughs> Holy, I cannot believe that. I think well, he's more angling, like, you know, you this, can't read very this little well. rural no. kid who's from fucking from the country. What do you think out of the country we've got no schools or something? No, I just think that, you know, like your reading is not at the year 12 level. So I thought maybe you might have wrapped it early and gone into a That's trade crazy. or something. That is crazy that you just assumed that I hadn't finished school. Mainly because of how talented you were, I thought maybe you just went straight into sort of the. I went to university straight out of school. You went to uni. Yes, I did. Where'd now you that study? I don't believe. Bachelor of Marketing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did you finish? No, nah, because I so I was made the NRL sports. So I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah, right. fuck like, that. Yeah. I went to like fucking a few weeks. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Got out of there. So, but yeah, I'm offended. And it, and it's <laughs> look, it's good to know what you really think about me, mate. You were saying that you didn't study, and we all see you can't read. So I thought that maybe you just didn't finish. So the fact that you think that because I'm poor at reading that there aren't other subjects I could be good at is, I'm just a, is alarming. because no, you were saying you didn't care. So I'm thinking, all right, he doesn't care. So like, and again, you were a talented, prodigious Would you assume Matty d- didn't finish school? Well, I haven't had any conversations with him around his schooling and I haven't You can make that read. assumption pretty comfortably. <laughs> I wouldn't assume that. It's, it's disappointing. You know, Tom, it's disappointing. <laughs> Um, Did you finish? Uh, it, it, it's disappointing. I literally just told oh, you yeah, I went to university. So you're not know, even yeah. listening to me. You no. don't even show me the respect <laughs> of listening to me as a human being. That's I've been so dehumanized to you that <laughs> fucking who cares about Dennis? Unbelievable. Wow. Did I finish school? I don't think he's going to forget this one. No, I don't think No, I don't think I'm going to forget either. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I probably will because I'm such dumb, dumb. I'm so dumb. Yeah, you might How did I get it. to where I was? I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, well, I think, I think natural talent. That's how, how you've done it. How did this all come about? Natural Took my fingers talent. and it happened. Natural, hard work, graft. <laughs> Later oh, and a fifth wow. grade reading. Sorry, we can't all go to fucking rich private schools like you. Jesus. Well, look, I mean, I appreciate you apologising, but yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, I tell you what, from above, they just they throw shit down on you. The 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 higher echelons of class in society, they just us country lads, they just get shit thrown country on us. Country lads. Firstly, we know that's not true. <laughs> Secondly, you're actually technically higher than both of us now, so now you're shitting back on us. Uh, but I didn't say make any kind of assumptions about your intelligence. You said you didn't try, so I thought you didn't. How's that finish connected school? to intelligence and committed? Like finishing school isn't about intelligence. There would be a degree of like having the intelligence to finish school, but also no, well, because some people might be like, I want to go. I know what I want to do. Like I, I want to go into a trade, or as a prodigious young soccer player, AFL star, NRL star, rugby union star, UFC fighter, (laughs) spelling bee champion. Like, you know, some people, you might be like, listen, I don't need to do the final two years of school. I'm just going to go and rip and chase my dreams. Especially when you outlined just before that you didn't study. So I merely thought as a question, just to try and get get to know him a little better. No, I know where you were coming from. We sit here and he doesn't share that much with us. We bear our souls. We do, we do. We bear our souls week after week. And I just wanted to know. And now you're taking offense. I'm surprised that you know that you would make that assumption, especially when such a small percentage of people don't finish school. But it's an assumption. At least we know. At least we know where your prejudice lies. What percentage do you reckon it is? It'd be small. I reckon about what ten percent. You reckon? Don't finish school. Don't finish school. I reckon about ten percent. Yeah, maybe a fraction higher. I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. Like in in our grade, early for trades. Mm. In our grade, there's probably maybe five that left for trades. 
But we weren't that big of a school though, so it would be hard to tell. I don't remember anyone leaving from... But again, it's a long time Dabo ago. shitloads. Like half the year. Honestly, some of those traders that did leave early though, fucking cashed up now. It. Bro, they kill it. All cashed There's up no now. fucking shame in the tradie game. I wasn't... That was... I was merely asking a question. And obviously you've blown up because I've struck a nerve. But, you know. Well, I mean, the assumption that Maybe I would need to have school. it out, boys. Yeah. I don't know if Tommy wants that. The pads. No, I'm not fighting. Mm. Fuck no. <laughs> have, have you seen him work a pad? Yeah, have I you? have, you know, actually. That is a scary sight. Did you finish school? Because most athletes are fucking idiots. So I just thought, yes. and you're an athlete, obviously. No, but I did finish school. I did, but mainly because I didn't have a choice. My parents forced me. So I also went to uni and I finished. Sorry, Denon. What'd you do at uni? Uh, communications, commercial radio. Yeah. Really? <laughs> took you a while. Yeah. How I, many it's years? A, it took me five years for a three-year degree. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half years. Two and a half, yeah. It's it's a five a years year to two and a half year degree. Yeah. A two and a half year degree yeah. took you five years, but were you doing it like, did you defer? Oh, or? I just fucked around. I failed a lot of subjects. Is That's it hard my, to fail? Like, is, is, is it hard? It's, it's the, like, in ter- if you had to pick the easiest uni of all time yeah. to attend. That's it. Yeah, certainly well. when we were going. And then we would live together and we all started at the same time. You get a of assessments by being like, oh, sorry, like, I'm not going to get this finished. I got time. done and they'd for- give you, they'd be like, oh, don't worry. I, I got done for like. a full plagiarism. It was an accident. I did always plagiarize, but <laughs> I would usually do well enough to like mask it because they didn't have turn it in where you'd put it through the system. Mm. I accidentally turned in a 100% plagiarized thing and the dude the lecturer called me he's like bruh this is 100% not you and I'm like what he's like you completely plagiarized I'm like did I he's like yeah he's like you've got two days to give me a new one and I'll pass it I'm like oh sick I once turned we did we had creative writing first year I'd forgotten about it and then I got streets a friend of ours and turned his in and then when I got the result like my mark back it was like very interesting story and I was like I didn't even read it and I read it and it was about having sex on ecstasy (laughs) (laughs) he would have thought this guy's a creative genius he's a creative he calls your parents uh, I think your son uh, yeah he's uh, he's into some weird shit something going on there yeah I I would just like to know that a quarter of people drop out of school there you in go. Australia. There you go. Wow, that's high. So, but mm. it's ninety percent in like the wealthier private schools stay in school, and then obviously it's about sixty percent. So, in the wealthier states, yeah, that's his his it, like echelon of people. What about in my the real people? That's about ranges from about sixty to seventy. So the fact that you so, so you very well could have dropped out. It's st- you're still assuming I'm in the bottom percentage. You just no, 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 said no. that. You were like, "What about my people?" Is how you said it. Oh, you're the one being divisive here. I was just. I think, I, I think we can. I think we can all deduce that the the underlying prejudice is there. I think that it was pretty. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't use those words. I'm a fucking idiot. Well, it was a big <laughs> Should word. Should I use those words? It was a big word. <laughs> Everyone watching gasped. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, great start. Anyway, boys, uh, <laughs> after the weekend, how are you feeling about how do you your chances? Think I feel? <sighs> yeah, good. Like, take a wild guess. <laughs> how do you feel? Unbelievable, unbelievable. It's just like it's like a it's an adrenaline rush. Testy pop. Sorry, everyone. Uh, it's an adrenaline rush where you just like, this is it. Is it over? Is it over? No, it's not. Like, and now we're in a prelim. We're one game away from the grand final. It's a very winnable game, and it's just like winnable. I haven't had this feeling for a while. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was. It's. It's. You forget about the feeling you have when you think your team, like your team's really close to winning the comp. Yeah. And now it's come back and I'm like, holy shit, this is a, this is is a great feeling. It's a yeah. nice, but it's like, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Cause you just, but it's, 
it's very, it's now fucking achievable. Can you imagine if you're in the very grand final? Especially like the depths of hell you were lingering in at the start. Pure hell. You've clawed your way out. Dude. Like step that guy in 27 hours who like had to chop his arm off to survive. That's sort of how we You did. almost had to chop your dicks off. We always had to chop our cocks off. Luckily <laughs> we didn't, but... Well, tell me, would you chop enough. your cock off for the boys to get a grand final win? I definitely wouldn't, but I'd certainly <laughs> spend would some I time thinking chop about your cock it. Off? No. <laughs> no, but I'd I think would. about it. I'd do it. You definitely would no, need wouldn't. to, though. Like, yeah, that's I'd the only it. way the Broncos would fucking win one. Just if they, if they want to ring, to me, ring me and Game say... Game of Thrones didn't sell it to me. Put it that way. No, they didn't. You know? He had a bit of redemption, though. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Nah, he, comes he, back. Was, uh, he was an empty empty soul. He was never the same after having no. that thing chopped Do off. Do you think it was the dick chop off or the torture that got him to that point? And for everyone listening, he gets captured. The dude cuts his dick off and then he goes with a sausage. Theon Greyjoy, no, I believe, I, his name. He, he was... He was not enjoying the torture, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But it was the removing of the, the piece. member. The piece, the member. That's what tipped him over. Yeah. Because then, like, the scenes after that, he's, like, shaving his neck and shit, and he doesn't care. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't come back from a, a removed hog. And I don't want to be a shell of myself okay. watching Manly win. No. What about if you get to watch him win, then you've got to chop your cock off? No, no, no. Listen, we, <laughs> need, to, we need to move this on. No Let us know in the comments section. Would you chop your cock off? For your team to win the for comp. For your team to win the comp. We I can guarantee that I wouldn't need to because we'll win anyway. Yeah, like if you went for thing. Parramatta or West or something, you'd probably Broncos. have to think about it. Yeah. Look, to be fair, I think Parramatta have crawled their way out of the, the I guess, the level of disrespect you show them each week. You know what I mean? They did show, put up a good showing. They got but closer. You, you're, you, you miss, you're mistaking our disrespect. All the di- it's not disrespect at all. We've said they've got a good side and a lot of their players I really fucking enjoy watching. <coughs> all we're saying, and it's pretty simple, I think, is that... Parramatta can't win the comp. Yeah. They can have a crack. Okay. They can't win it. But did did they earn, like, let's say at the start of the year they were here. Has their efforts pushed them further towards... I respect respect sides that have a fucking crack and win footy games. Okay, respect's the wrong word. I apologise, respect's the wrong word. But, you know, here is, they're never going to win a premiership until the sun explodes. Have they moved away from that statement? No, no, no. That statement is it's as, true, it's as true today as it was yesterday. It's, a fix, okay. it's fixed. Yeah. Okay. That's just a reality. It's, it's a just fixed a reality. statement. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But um, they, did, they did all right to, to almost win against the Panthers, which I know for a lot of Panthers, uh, a lot of Eels fans in our DMs, that was a pass mark. You better fucking talk up our team on the <laughs> podcast. We almost won. I'm like, all right. Were they robbed or not? I feel sorry for them. I, I, think, I, was I, going think, for I don't them. think they were robbed. I think they let it slip. They but had opportunities they had, to win They it. also had some fucking horseshit calls go against them. It was a shit show. And but they, were they robbed? No, they weren't when robbed. When they had a top attacking opportunities and didn't they weren't robbed. take them? And again, no disrespect to Ray Stone, but he had a couple of unfortunate moments that mm. certainly didn't help their situation. And he brought so much oomph this year as well. Dude, he's, he's like, you know, minister for oomph. He might be the minister for oomph. He like. sets the tempo in terms of oomph for that side. But he can't pass a ball, which at hooker is tough. I think he was just t- honestly fatigued. I don't know why they left him out there for that long. That's what it would seem. Even the commentators were like, where the fuck's Will Smith? Yeah. And if you've got Will you Smith know, like, sitting on your bench. If you're seeing Big Ray not throwing the most, you know, delicious of seeds deep in the game mm. and it was costing them, like surely there should have been some thought around replacing him. After his third fuck up. Mm. Even the second one, I probably I know, thought about right? it, but like because it was it's pure fatigue. <coughs> like that's like he could make those passes. We all know that. What is surprising is you've got li- like we talk about happy endings and you know great 
endings to journeys and you've literally got will smith on the bench who is the king of a happy ending the king of great journeys with good results at the end pursuit of happiness it's a, it's a good point and it just seemed like brad deer in the headlights well that's an omen is it not what, like why wasn't brad arthur in the fucking box going hang on a sec i've got will smith pursuit of happiness mm. gets a job wins the wins happy the game ending. get him on the field pursuit of happiness is one of the great movies oh. now i will say this before we move on if you aren't moved to tears at the end of that film, then you may not be human. Maybe Brad Arthur wasn't, and that's why he didn't get the omen. He didn't get it. I almost cried last night watching TV, by the way. It just reminded me. What did you nearly cry? Uh, it was, it's, it's one of the worst shows on TV, but I do sometimes happen across it. It was on after SAS. It's some like Lone Star fucking firefighter show on Channel 7. What the hell? And never heard of it in my life. Never. It, no, you wouldn't have. No mm. one would have. But you would have maybe like happened across it. Anyway, it's got Rob Lowe in it. And there was just a scene at the end in the hospital and some kid's about to die, but then he does and he comes back to life. And I'm standing there about to go to bed and I was like... You can't cry to Lone Star, not tonight. And mm. I just had to turn it off and walk. Wow. Out. Yeah. So. I, I cried in like teenage mums once and Ella has never stopped giving teen me Teen mums. Yeah, teen mums. Holy yeah. fuck. <laughs> I think I was bounced, but still. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know, back in the Foxtel days when you just cruise around. Yeah. Teen yeah. mums. Yeah. mums I could see teen mums getting you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got mean, me good. But to your point, Brad Arthur not playing the trump <laughs> card in Will Smith is shocking to me. Do you think that you guys as consultants could be omenry consultants and go in to say a Penrith, like, like Joey has gone in and worked with Moses, maybe you could work with Brad and say, look, you had a great omen. That was a clear, clear omen. Will Smith, pursuit of happiness, gets the win. You didn't bring him on the field. Yeah, look, we've thought about it, Dan, and we've definitely thought about offering up our services to NRL clubs. I personally, Eddie, obviously not having spoken to you specifically about this one, but I'd feel conflicted about helping Parramatta. Mm. Maybe a bit more as a review, go in and say, here are some omens you missed. A and season he, review. A season review. Here's some omens you missed, and here's how you could potentially do better next time. <laughs> Look, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not we're certainly not gonna lend our services during a season in which Manly's still alive and thriving. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, for the right price, Dan, and obviously I'd be prepared to sit down and cast my eye over the season and sort of, yeah. you know, <laughs> illuminate them as to, you know, certain areas in which they can improve. We have a price. And just a gentle reminder that the sun's, <laughs> you know, running out of energy. Yeah. So, so are you offended to, an, to a degree that West Tigers didn't include you there in that review? They did. They tried to. <laughs> yeah. And we said you're beyond help. Yeah. <laughs> no omens helping this. <laughs> so you spotted no omens throughout the year? Not for them. <laughs> Pasco was still talking. We just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if there are clubs out there that are struggling to see the signs, Tom and Eddie, Eddie and Tom of Hello Sport fame, uh, they'll review your club. A club Professors review. of omenry. Professor, prof, professors of omenry. Do you have your doctorate? Yes. Yeah. You do? Yep. Yes. Man, I remember That's my, why we're professors. But wouldn't you oh, be a no. doctor? That's a doctor. Yeah. yeah. But, but we have got, we've leveled up. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the doctorate on the way to being a professor. <laughs> you you can't be a professor without being a doctor. Correct. Man, I remember my dad, he, did, he got his doctorate <laughs> and that motherfucker just wrote for years in yeah. his study. Like people don't understand how fucking hard those things are to get. It's hard work. Like, holy shit. But you know what? I'm a fucking idiot. I dropped out of school. So what would I know? What would I know? You wouldn't be a doctor. Well, I don't sure. know shit. No. Are you a doctor? A, are you a doctor? My brother is. There you go. Have <laughs> 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 a great time. <laughs> um, now, on to segment one. <laughs> West Tigers. Uh, holy shit. Matter of fact, so we... so. 
Have you guys seen the yarn about Pascal, Discount, Tedesco, was Gordon? No, I saw the headline and okay. unfortunately didn't. I'll get you up to speed. So basically, sorry, people listening. Um, okay, so basically Adrian, Adrian uh, Tripodina is a West Tigers sponsor. And so in a nutshell, when he found out that Tedesco had signed with the Raiders, he went to the club and said, is he going? What can I do to try to get to keep him? Tiger said to him, it's about 50 grand a year that we need to keep him. Um, anyway, so he went away, didn't hear anything from the club. He ended up reneging, obviously, on the Raiders deal. Stayed with the Tigers. Then the Tigers went to the sponsor, Tripodina, um, and said, uh, have you got that 50K? And then the sponsor was like, well, is he staying already? And they were like, yes. He said, well, it was kind of, it hinged on him not staying. And that's, that's how I was going to raise the money. It was going around and say, if we can get this together, he'll stay. So they're not going to give me the money if he's already going to stay. Um, anyway, so they got him back at the club. Then Justin uh, Pascoe comes to the club after the old CEO, which was Grant Maher, and basically tell they hear again that Tedesco's going to leave. Sponsor goes back to them and says, what do we need to do to keep him? Um, and they say Pascoe apparently said um, that we can get Michael Gordon for a fraction of the price to do what Tedesco does. Um, And so that was all released on a podcast recently. And the guy that actually, um, that runs the podcast, he's also, I think he's just a tradie, um, but he's a human being, just so you know. Well, you're the one that fucking referred to him as just a tradie. I was Um, was Well, I actually have been a tradie. So have I. I was an unskilled laborer. That's even lower. <laughs> That's not a trading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was even. I was the bottom of the be- of the barrel in the trading. Oh, I can't find it. But yeah, so he, he's a tradesman and he's a, just a, a normal sponsor. And he messaged me. He's like, "Oh, bro, that was that's my podcast, um, the Westlife podcast, Josh and Rob." And he said he's like been getting absolutely annihilated, just like people ringing in that. And I was like, "Welcome to the media game." But anyway, so basically, yeah, Pascal said that he would get Tede- uh, Gordon can do what Tedesco does for a fraction of the price, but then he didn't sign Gordon. <laughs> and <laughs> but all, lost Tedesco. And lost Tedesco. What's also crazy is that they essentially lost Tedesco twice. They yep. lost him to the Raiders, and then he's like, oh, fuck it, all right, I'll stick around. Did he did he backflip on the Raiders because they said they were going to get that extra 50 grand from Tripodina? Well, that's, that's what I don't understand. So did they say to him, oh, we've got this extra cash for you, but in saying that, leaving for 50K? Yeah, like that. That's not really that much. I mean, maybe back then, actually, maybe he was on a. He probably would have been on a much smaller contract then. So okay, now take that back. But yeah, to agree to it, but then not have it locked in. Like, wouldn't you keep in contact with the sponsor and be like, hey, bro, you got hey, that, this you got is that what cash? we're doing. Um, and is this a third party, fifty k? So yeah, I think this would be the third party deal. Yeah. yeah, get it together. And West Tigers don't actually have that many third party deals. I think Melbourne are number one, Broncos number two, or it could be the other way around. Um, I, I saw a, an article come out around third-party deals. I think it was printed last year. And Melbourne were number one. And I thought at the time that you just look at all the teams and what they were sort of declaring and like, I don't know shit, but it seems strange to me that the Roosters were basically the lowest on third in terms of third-party deals, which yeah. I found interesting. And I just thought to myself, is Melbourne number one because they've just declared what it actually is mm. because of their history, because of their past. Yeah, they can't afford to. They can't afford it, you know what I mean? They're mm. like, fuck it, let's just yeah, we release what it is and we can move or on. Or is, is like uh, Nick Politis just so, so magnificent, what's the word, like um, magnanimous? That like he can just, like he's such a father figure to these boys that he can convince them like post footy, obviously I'm not going to, there's no like, 
he's not going to throw money at them, but he'll guide their careers. Because, like, as you get older, you realise money isn't the important – it is the important thing, but it's not really in a career. It's who you know. You know what I mean? It's knowing the right people that's going to get you the money. And it doesn't hurt knowing a billionaire. Yeah. It certainly doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. I don't know if it helps, but it doesn't hurt. He's a billy. He's a big boy. That's Levin. Talk about, like, what it would feel like to, like, think about money – like think about how you go to the tap and you like just go like get your water and it just that's your water there it is it's free I've got water that's what money is like to them like yeah. they never think about it you know no. it's a bizarre it would be weird don't well, you they know? wouldn't think about it at the level of buying you know a car or fucking no or it would just be like a utility you could, to you them could go for dinner and order whatever you want yeah exactly <laughs> but it's that sort Do you of know what I mean? imagine yeah. sitting down and going. Oh, what's the what's the best wine you have? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is that eight hundred dollar bottle of wine? Fuck it. I tell you what, I went I went on holidays with my missus when we first met, and this is when I had like when me and my missus met, we were fucked, had no money, fuck, everything was just starting out, blah blah blah. We went over to Fiji, um, did the whole the whole Fiji trip like on fucking barely any money. Anyway, so it was like the last night. It was a romantic dinner. Um, in beautiful week it was, it was such a good week with the missus we order the food the guy comes over and he's like and both of me and my missus we don't drink wine like i'm not a wine drinker and he's like hi oh, would you like this bottle of verve and i was like oh yeah sure like fuck couldn't be couldn't be that much expensive <laughs> got the bill we literally nearly didn't have enough money to pay for like the hotel everything like everything that's how much it, it was like 350 bucks for this bottle that we didn't even drink because it was tastes like shit. Not even wine drinkers, but I was just trying to celebrate the fucking, the week with the new missus. Um, and yeah, we had to end up paying like a bit of the bill when we let, like in the hotel bill, like on credit card. Isn't that the worst? When um, because we didn't have enough cash to pay for everything because that's like smacked our last bit that we thought we had to pay for that it. That is so funny. Um, good times though, good times. Yeah, you um, know what, you find a way though. Like, you find a way. That's what credit cards are Remember, for, where you go, oh, whoops. I used yeah. to like back at uni and shit. I used to fucking pay for things like half cash, half card. <laughs> yeah. That was that. always yeah. tough. Those uni yeah. days. Like, can I put like six bucks on yeah. this? And then like I've got like three dollars fifty yeah. in fucking coins you found in the car and shit. <laughs> Which just for me gets so grey when third party deals don't count. It is bizarre. And some clubs like, and some towns have access. Like a one team town has access to way more third parties. Well, like so the like Brisbane Broncos. Mm. You can be like, how is uh, compare that to Sydney? Mm. Well, there's what eight teams, nine teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how it's. It's very strange. It's yeah, it's super strange because it's like, how is that fair? It's like a second salary cap that some clubs don't have access mm. to because they're not big clubs. Um, and like you know, Sydney, you've got what seven or eight clubs fighting over. And that's just NRL really. teams. You're also yeah. fighting against fucking every other team. Um, whereas Brisbane literally have the Lions, and for years there, they the Lions struggled. And so, like, how is that fair? That it shows you, I guess, how much the Broncos truly have fallen. Like to them, for them to be at the bottom of the table with all of the salary, uh, all of the third party deals that they can do, mm. plus being a one club town, plus living expenses actually being quite way cheaper to live there than Brisbane, uh, Sydney, they actually should be in the top fucking, the top six every single year, regardless. Because they've got all the resources to do that and a history to do that. So um, anyway, back to the Tigers. Um, so yeah, so that happened. That, that was released yesterday. So the, the day before, uh, a story was basically released that Madge was gone, and then this gets released, and then there was going to be an emergency board meeting, and then that got cancelled. Um, and then a Balmain Tigers legend, Gary Jack, said yesterday, obviously they are trying to protect their own backsides because if anyone has to go, it's Justin Pascoe and Adam Hartigan. 
They're the two in charge of recruitment or retention. You can't blame the coach when you said halfway through the year he's doing a great job and you should re-sign him for another two years. They have to take a lot of responsibility for what has happened uh, over the last few years. Um, and then suggested on NL360 to get someone like Alistair Clarkson in, who is a four-time premiership winning coach with Hawthorne. So uh, AFL, obviously, that is... Yeah, but they're not NFL. saying to coach the fucking Tigers, just, are they? Not to coach, just to fucking... Get in there and yarn. Yeah, wouldn't, would talk tactics and... Um, wouldn't talk tactics, more just like operations of everything. Um, but, yeah, so today, obviously, uh, they've released that Michael Maguire will be staying. In addition, the club has also confirmed several structural and procedural changes which will take effect within the football department. These changes have the sole aim of ensuring the club continues to challenge itself in the way it operates in order to become a better performing organisation. Thoughts on the whole drama? That is ambiguous as that fuck. That is just – I loved the, the What the hell does rhetoric. that mean? Structural and procedural changes – it, the sole aim of ensuring many, the club continues to challenge itself. Let's put as many big words into one sentence yeah. and it looks like we're doing our fucking job. Yeah. It's as simple as that. That's just business jargon 101. That's, that's been jargoned within an inch of its life. Yeah. <laughs> you can't jargon much more than that. We're no. going to put several structural and procedural changes in. Okay. What like are they? What? Yeah. Do you care like to elaborate? What? Okay, let's start with fucking the elephant in the room, recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you recruiting? Like, and then it's just like, listen, we are, these aren't so, you know, conversations for, for today. We just wanted to announce that we're, despite everything that has been said in the media, we're going to keep, Madge. <laughs> Isn't uh, there an obligation, though? I'll read you what he said. While we always understood this review and process would take time, this is Pascal speaking, it was a responsibility of the football committee, committee to ensure all information was considered to make the right decisions for the club moving forward. Michael has been with the club over arguably its most challenging time with the COVID-19 pandemic, has overseen significant change both on and off the field throughout his tenure and on behalf of all West Tigers. I'd like to thank him for his efforts so far. We are firmly committed to building a high-performing club with our strong financial position, increased investment and recent success of our Pathways teams, the new Centre of Excellence continue work on Southwest Academy, the arrival of Tim Sheen and his experience in the NRL systems, the club is posed to reap the rewards of several years of hard works. We believe that through Michael Maguire's vast experience and by continuing to challenge the way we operate, we will continue to drive through the high standards and behaviours needed to ensure we achieve our goals as a club. Um, the move will also allow them to delve into the player market as well. Uh, because, because they've you know recommitted to Michael Maguire, but yeah, you, like they the jargon, see. the jargon of like what the fuck did that mean? Yeah. That didn't mean anything. <clears throat> no, you know what I mean. Surely they've got an obligation to give some clarity to members around what the fuck what the review on. was, what the like what systems are now in mm. place, what procedural fucking may, elements maybe they've, are in place. maybe they've sent that out to the members i'm not sure you know what i mean maybe they yeah. sent a letter out saying like a more sure. detailed thing but you're right if they haven't like if, if i'm a member and a diehard tigers fan that has spent the last 20 years working my butt off so that i can pay for you the club as in like buy tickets buy shirts i want to i want to see the plan like i want to see the plan like yeah. at least to a degree now obviously you don't want to give away all your secrets but like I mean, there's, there's a lot you could talk about without giving away secrets, you know? I also am not too concerned if I'm the Tigers that I've got secrets that people want. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, for example, like, what I would like to see the Tigers do is, like, speak on the recruitment. Why have you got $1.6 million in your cap that you haven't spent yet? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah no, you're is, totally right. But that's, like, that. no, whether it's a fucking politician or a board member anywhere... 
the last thing they want to do is speak honestly about their shortcomings. Mm. They just want to be like, let's just wrap this up in some buzzword bullshit and then <clears throat> get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They love to talk when shit's going well. Oh, yeah, ask me again about my fucking how well we're doing financially. <laughs> but I, think, I just think it's that. gotten so far that I think the Tigers fans would appreciate a little bit of honesty of like, you know, our, our recruitment and retention last year, we made errors and we're going to fix that. One of the errors might be, you know what, we, we lowballed a lot of players thinking that we were trying to set standards of who we would come to. Because it seems like the reason why the recruitment struggled last year is A, I feel like they targeted the wrong players, which is, but that's subjective, that's opinion, I could be so wrong. But B, I think that they tried to take this like hardline approach of, uh, you know, you've got to want to come to the club, but they're not in a position to take that hardline no. approach. Their beggars can't be choosers. And that's no disrespect to them at the club. It's the same with the Broncos. I said the same thing when they lowballed low Nico Hines. The Broncos were not in a position to lowball a player like Nico Hines. That we are not the Broncos of 10 years ago. And the Tigers, they're not the club of 10, you know, 15 years ago. 20. Uh, <laughs> and so like, I think they need to take responsibility for not chasing Dale Finucane really hard. I think they need to take responsibility for the way that Tavita Pangai Jr. will happen. Like, we're interested, we're not interested. Um, you know, they, they lost out on Latrell the year before. Who else they lost out on? I mean, Adam Reynolds came on the market. Didn't they want to try to get Addo Carr back as well? Addo Carr, they signed a thing with them, apparently. And then, as I said the other week, how we went to the Origin camp. Um, but even like a guy like Reynolds, like, I didn't hear them... Going after, going after Reynolds. She madness. Which is like, if, if I'm then, the two biggest guys I would have gone after is Reynolds and Finucane. Like, and Nico Hines, probably. And Nico, yeah. Um, Knowing nothing about rugby league backrooms, if you are doing well financially, like, mm. can you go out and buy a, a weapon recruitment officer? Yeah, 100%. Well, that's sort of that's that was the thing. Like, Do you know what I mean? He goes, listen, mate, Nico Hines. Des is, not Des should got, be ignoring. Like, I think Des has uh, Noel Cleal, and Noel Cleal apparently is just like he was. He bought on like fucking a bunch of players when Manly had their early run. Then he went with Des to the Bulldogs, and they fucking went and started humming. And then it's come back to Manly, and there's been success. Like, if you have one, you hold on to them. You would assume, but, but like, if you're doing you well financially, you could pay overs for yeah. one, right? 100%. Now you're, you've hit, in my opinion, you've hit the nail on the head. Look at like the Titans, for example. They brought in big dog Malmeninga. They're, they're not even close to the same club before he came. Like when he came, they were nearly getting, like not nearly, but there were questions around, can they even survive as a club? Now mm. they're the best Queensland club. And that's all, not all on the back of Malmeninga, but you, when you're a club like the Tigers, Tim Sheens is a really good to bring him back. But uh, you, you go and get a big name like Gus Gould or, or whatever because they can attract players. Like Gus Gould for the Warriors, how many players did he probably get for them over the last whatever? Look at the Bulldogs. They've gone out and got Gus Gould because him going into a meeting room and, and trying to recruit, it's it's way better than, you know, Michael Maguire and, and the CEO, you know? So you're totally right. They, they needed to go into the – and Tim Sheens may be that guy. So, yeah. you know, if, if Tim sure. Sheens is the guy, Tim Sheens is the guy. Um, but he has been out of the game for quite a while. So as in, you know – to my understanding, the NRL. Um, and also his position seems vague. One week it's director and then, may, or maybe I'm just reading the articles wrong, but... Um, it, yeah, it just seems to me that if you, at, at least what was released to the media, you didn't go for Nico Hines, you didn't go for Adam Reynolds, you, you fucked, fucked around with Fanuka and I'm yep. like, well, who the fuck's in charge of this thing? Yeah, yeah. Shit show. Yeah, it's uh, surprising, but I think it's always good to see a bloke not lose his job. So, fuck it. And Michael Maguire, he fucking... 
he has at least he has a red hot dig. You know yeah. what I mean? He's going to work his ass off. So I hopefully mean, they can bounce back. Like you can obviously make the argument that he should lose his job, but ultimately it's like. The club's fucking sacked that many coaches mm. and it seems to be their default, like, you know, fucking emergency eject button, like fucking when in doubt, just sack the coach. Like, yep. maybe this is finally them making a smart decision. And yeah. it doesn't work historically unless you bring in a Wayne Bennett or something. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, It absolutely. doesn't work. Um, yeah, so hopefully the Tigers can turn it around because it's been a tough... What is... Another thing as well is, like, all of this, like, this information getting leaked... There's clearly two opposing sides in that club. Yes. One's pro-madge, one's anti-madge. You know what I mean? Both sides of the board. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But Wes and Balmain. When you see all of this shit, this shit getting leaked from opposite sides, Madge is the problem. He's getting sacked. No, the CEO's the problem. It's like, fuck me, dead. What's Paul Green doing? That's what I was about to say. Former Origin coach Paul Green. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's throwing a fucking spanner in the works. Fucking hell, he's put his fucking balls on the line. Mm. Well, you cast you cast an eye around the uh, the league. This is what I'm saying. Is Paul just going, I'm just going to cool the Jets, you know, sun my dick until a coach gets fucking sacked next year, Mm. which they probably, invariably, someone gets sacked, and then slide into the DMs. You up? Well, I mean, you'd rather go into a coaching role with a sun dick than not a sun dick. Yeah. Ten ten dicks win prems. Well, that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for, you know, an 0-10 start. Yeah. And then he comes in with a cock that's bronze beyond belief yeah. after a nice cock. Australian summer. I mean, I've never, I've never seen a coach win a premiership without a bronze cock. Nah. Well, he just knows that <laughs> when you get in there to present your PowerPoint, <laughs> and you've got a bronze penis, yeah, you're already at the fucking top of the list. Correct. Now all you have to do is rip and tear with your PowerPoint. Yeah. Make exactly. sure you got yeah, as many yeah. star wipes in there as possible. But you go in there, bronze cock tick. Now let's see your yeah. PowerPoint. And now see your PowerPoint. Yeah, it's almost like in, in, like in times go by, they wouldn't let you into the room without a tons without a bronze, bronze cock. rod. And they can also tell when you've just fucking put a bit of fake tan on there. Oh, going, that's it. That's when you yeah. basically get blackballed. That's it. It's like, oh, sorry, that looks like a carrot. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I uncouth. Know, I know sun bronze cock when I see it. All right. Don't take me for a fool. <laughs> I've, I've been doing this for a little longer than you have, Paul Green. Yeah. I've seen a few more winners yeah. or summers, as it were. Yeah. That's get it. out. Get it bronze. Come back to me when it's, when it's nice and golden. Anyone that can walk into a meeting with his cock out, I think deserves a job. Well, he deserves a look in. It, as, as long as it's bronze. <laughs> if it's not bronze, I don't want to know about it. And naturally bronzed. Yeah, I mean, the fake tan, the fake tan like is really... Nah. How devastated would you be as a person, a girl or a male, um, female or male, a person with a naturally good tan has been robbed of that uniqueness over the last 10 to 15 years due to fake tan? They have, but the fake tan, pretty obvious. You reckon? I reckon there's some good shit out there these days. Mm, depends. It it de- no, no, it depends. It's certainly improved. Like yeah. my missus, I'll, you know, like I've fake tanned her before. Mm. And I'm like, obviously, in the initial stages, I'm like, this looks ridiculous, but it eventually does. The giveaway is like on the hands. There's telltale signs. It can get a little streaky. Yes. In places. Mm. It's usually around joints. Yes, exactly. I think you'll find it can get a little streaky. Friction areas. That's right. High friction areas, uh, a streak may develop. Creases. Thoughts Mm. on blokes wearing fake tan? I would say to them. I'd advise against it. Look, I'd just go, listen. Give us an insight. Give us an insight into yeah. this. Because this Let is a know. bold choice. It's a bold it's choice. It's bold. Because the next generation, it's kind of normal. 
Yeah. Is it? Well, like... You, a how lot many of blokes do you know? How many mates you, have you got? Next generation, mate. I'm one. talking... I've got one mate I got one. It. Yeah. The, the, I have. Yeah. I've got one mate that has. Yes. The next generation. I'm not talking about our, you know, age group. Like but festival the, bros love it. Best, like, like going out. Like the blokes will wear it just going out. That's wild. That's like wild. And me. I'm not even like G'ing up here. It's the next... The younger generation are, are way more comfortable wearing it, which is cool. I don't... Like do it. Do what you do, Live baby. your life. Live your life. I don't care. But... They're also, I'm always shocked by like the next generation or like they seem like they're more that way inclined just appearance wise. Like obviously I think I like I cared how I looked as like, you know, in high school and mm. shit, but like even my like nephews and stuff, like they were fucking jacked. Like they were just jacked with six packs and that's yeah. like all they did was just exercise and get jacked yeah. like the whole of high school. I'm like, is this what you guys fucking do? Yeah. But there's always been guys, you know, that get jacked. N- not like really. that's the thing. Yes, there was but like one guy. I feel like, like it's morning. There was like the one TikTok, guy. Do you reckon? Yeah. When I, I, when I was growing up, we didn't even have a gym. It's hard to tell. Like we didn't even go to the gym. We had this like that's the, it as well a bit more, yeah. right? Whereas like what these, about at school, we we had a gym, but we, we didn't we didn't really play footy seriously. But the, the footy players did gym, but it wasn't culturally ex- like a part of like yeah. your pastime to all, oh, yeah, boys, let's go to the gym. Fuck yeah, you're looking mad and all that yeah. kind of shit. You yeah, went yeah, to the gym, you. that's it. The only time you went to the gym is if it was footy or like sports related, right? Yeah, like yeah. you were doing fucking rowing. Like it was, that was what yeah, the gym I hated was for. second of it. But like, it was never like, yeah, <laughs> bruh, rowing, or man. you want to fucking yeah. hit the gym? Well, like I hated the gym. I've just never been a gym guy. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean. I'm thinking of getting an assault bike for my house. You should get one of those bikes are nasty, yeah, bro. You should get one of those bikes with the like the VR, not the VR, but the where you like race people online and shit. Well, I've seen the, the Pelotons or whatever. Yeah, they are. yeah. You should get one of them and film it. Well, look, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I don't try. I, you I a don't bike race guy? Someone. Would you ever, would you ever get the Liker on? No, no, no. I'm not a bike. I reckon guy. you'd get the Liker on. No, because I, I like the idea Those of just having like. something. No, they don't, and they'd look good in Lycra. But I think I'd probably someone might be like, is that? You'd be a presence on the road. Well, oh, like, that yeah. guy has childbearing hips and I don't know what to do about it. So I'd prefer to just keep it on an assault bike in the house. You yeah, know? you'd need your own lane. <laughs> Have you seen the Dave Goggins yarn about the Peloton? Is it called Peloton? Is that called? The Peloton's a bike. The yeah. assault bike's one with like the arms yeah. that move But well. the Peloton's what we're talking about, the yeah, bike. Yeah. They would race people. Have you seen the Dave Goggins video about... Uh, him okay no, no, no. i'll have to get it up and we'll put it in dave goggins is a motherfucker he is a motherfucker you see those like again in my feeble attempt to sort of get fit like i'll go for a run i get shin splints shit like that where it's like for me i'm like i'm tapping i'm not running my knee, my shins are fucked and then you see like these videos of him where it's like he's getting blood drained out of his knees because they're swelling so badly and then he just once they're drained he's back on the road and you're like he can, get you, he can get you up and about. He can get you up. He can get you up and about. If you're feeling a bit flat. Or like not motivated. Yeah, put Dave on. Dave will get you up and about. He'll either get you up and about or he'll make you feel bad about yourself because <laughs> it won't get you up and about. You'll see it and you'll still be committed to doing fuck all, which is also happening. Right. Well, you got it. You, I mean, don't watch him bounce. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't try and get motivated when no, you're hungover. No. So this is Goggin special. So he started racing me. He didn't know who the fuck he was racing. He didn't know it was me. I'm under an alias. See, a lot of motherfuckers, when they think it's me or somebody else, who they want to chase. They got a carrot in front of them. He had no carrot. It was him versus him. I'm under some fucking initials. He wanted to test my resolve. He wanted to test my ability to go to the limit. He wanted to see where his world ends and mine begins. 
This ain't no fucking game. <laughs> this is my motherfucking lifestyle, son. Hey, yeah, I'm fired up. This is what I do. When someone gives you hell, make sure you push it right back and give them hell. Stay hard. <laughs> Stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard. He is racing that. some poor cunt on the yeah. thing. He's like, <laughs> man. I don't some, think so. It's supposed to be a cool down. He's like, no, no, no. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, that fuck. guy's an animal. And he was, you saw how big he was before he got in. Yeah, yeah. He was huge, Mate, dude. He, he, I, like, I, his stuff is so fucking hilarious, but also like the message is good. Yes. But the, the intensity at which it's delivered and like this, the huge deals out of shit that doesn't really matter. 100%, like, but it is so fucking good. I love there's it. There's like a really great motivational element to it. There's like a funny, he's a funny character mm. element to it. And then there is a like, cool dude, you ran. <laughs> cool, you're racing some guy on Peloton. Like it's just, it sort of actually satisfies many. It, yeah, it really is. Like it's a full circle of quality content. Yeah, it's yeah. got good message. It's overboard. Um, and it's fun to listen to. Oh, fucking oath. It's, do, you reckon, do you reckon he, surely he takes a piss out of himself? Or do you reckon he's at 10 all the time? Just fuck. Oh. I think he's self-aware. I think you, like, I, th I don't think you can be like that and not be self-aware. Like, he's pretty successful. He writes books and shit. Mm. Like, I think he knows that what he's doing to a degree. But I think he's pretty, he seems very genuine when he's doing that shit. Mm. I don't think he's like playing a character necessarily, but. Could you imagine like if he is like up. that, like all the time? be very hard to do. Oh my God, the energy levels needed to like, fuck. Imagine who's your parent and he's that fucking, you're like, all right, dad, oh, fuck off, well, he, doesn't, he doesn't have days off. He's like, nah. he's like I think it's because he's where he's come from. Yeah. That he doesn't want to go back there. Maybe yeah. there's a part of that. I don't know, I'm putting words in his mouth, but like he's on all the fucking time. Hey. Whereas I'm like, I need a, I need a day off. Yeah, or a week off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why you won't be shit. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. Weak. Yeah. Yeah. I am weak, Dave. Yeah, yeah, look. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm weak. Six pack. Do you want that's me to fine. say it? I'm that's weak. fine. Um, you know what? I'll survive. Okay, Dally M Awards. I want to get your immediate thoughts. Thoughts on last night's episode of <laughs> episode one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was perfect or that was perfect? That was perfect. That's with no disrespect either. It just wasn't great. Yeah, I was sitting there going, is this it? We're watching highlight reels and getting them to talk about what they talk about every single weekend after a game. Yeah, it was almost just like a weird like uh, NRL 360 or like one of those footy shows that they do, like just with a little bit more like glittery lighting. And this is no knock on all the people that did it. People they did all it, did all their, their job. job. Yeah, they did all their job perfectly, but the like whole concept of it all. Um, yeah. Well, we were saying yesterday, we're like, why has this been split over two nights? That's the thing. It's like, it wasn't good enough. It. it wasn't good enough. Well, there's not enough content. There's not enough content. They like, they need more awards to have but then, two. But having more awards yeah, cheapens no. the awards you're given out. No, yeah, totally. it's like, well, fucking everyone gets an award. But also every award was like, and it's the VB hardworking man in the room. And now we've got the trite and something. So it's like, okay, well, like if you're just gonna, if this is just purely a sponsorship, like corporate fisting operation, I'm, I get it, but like. As was, a New South Welshman, you understand the corporate fisting. Mate, we bend over for the corporate dollar like it's going out of fashion. Down in New South Wales, we're reared around that idea that if the, the corporate dollar comes a knocking, you yeah. you go a bend it. Yeah, <laughs> you open the door with pants down. That's it. It's as simple as that. Now, it's been a lean couple of years for the NRL. I think that's that may give some insight into why they've gone down this path. Very lean couple of years, leaking money, and they've, they're trying to make it up. Surely there's better things... I'm just, yeah. yeah. Well, it just seemed like it was, it was, 
massively unnecessary. Like even even the tackle of the year, they showed one tackle. Like they didn't show five tackles no, comparing yeah, them yeah, and yeah, being yeah. like fucking hectic this that. It was like, oh, this is the win. Okay, yes, did sweet. people vote on it? I don't think so. Or maybe or did actually, they decide. Um, what was the ratings like, Matt? Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> this is so uh, according to the report that I saw on Twitter, and it looks legit. Um, it got like 48,000 viewers, which on the night was less than NRL 360 itself. So NRL 360 that same night got more viewers. Yeah. Holy moly. And so how much viewers did NRL 360 get? Uh, I think it was like 67,000 compared wow. to... Wow. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't about money, did they give it enough thought? I don't know. No. Maybe, maybe it was those You know sponsors? what I mean? Did they, did they spitball, how's this going to play out? Is there going to be enough interest in two M nights? Is, is the, there enough interest in one? Is the second one... To justify a second. And you know again, what I mean? Like you said at the start, it's uh, it's 100% no knock on the like hosts and the talent 100%. doing it. Yeah, no but worry. when Brace and... He's getting so much better at his, his agreed, presenting. Agreed. Brace and uh, I can't remember the lady's name who he's with. And I do know her, but I just can't remember it. But when they're like in the big room at the lectern sort of talk, like you could hear how empty that room was mm. and how... That vibe of... Deli- yeah, 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 it was just like it was this empty room that they were in and then they were just throwing to those guys over there. It was just sort of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, and they it called it the, 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 the cabinet. We were going to the legends cabinet, like to try and make it sound a little more like prestigious. It's like, yeah, this it is the same fucking, this is Saturday NRL. And now, and what's the bad thing about it is it actually, it takes away from next, we, we don't get the excitement of like, and after round 15, these are the votes. And you're going, oh shit, such yeah, and such is catching yeah. up. And then round 17, oh shit. Like now we don't get that. No. There's five players where you can already like cross off probably two of them at least. Um, cross off three. It's probably, yeah, like, it's probably realistically clear turbo. Three. Whereas like on the night, Walker. on the night, if, if DC was making a run, that would be exciting because yes. a lot of people didn't expect that. They'd be like, oh yes. shit. Like I thought Tommy would get all the points. Whereas now it's like, like, okay, it's going to be clear or Tommy, like, yeah. unless something crazy happens. Because um, now also we know the points. It's what, Cleary 24, and Tommy, Tommy 23, 23, and then it's the closest is 17. Oh, uh, is it 17 or is it 21? Um, Walker was supposed to be on 20, but he he's, lost on, three. he's on 17. He's on 17, I think. Why did he lose three? Suspension. I hate that rule. Same. They've got, like... Yeah, okay, so Ben Hunt was on 18 but didn't make the top five. I know he got injured, but still, it's – yeah, it's, the whole thing I don't understand. Roger Silva, so – yeah, so uh, Cody Walker is on 17, DC 17, and James Tedesco. So Cody Walker is literally what? Um, for seven points behind Nathan Cleary. Like, for him to catch it up would be pretty hectic. Is Nath back – playing at the round we're at like is he leading after being injured and coming back is that his score no, i think he comes back around 22 or oh actually when does he come back man i think i'll check but i'm pretty sure that he had he has four games left so he's a he's a good chance because because i was like i wasn't sure where round 19 i was like that's the score at round 19 i'm like is nath playing or is he just that's where tommy's got to mm. catching him yeah i wonder when he did does return because if he's got four games left of course he's gonna win it yeah or well, him or, to- be, him or tommy yeah close so Cleary played round 22, 23, 24, and 25. So he was right, round 22 when he come back. So Tommy's basically got an extra two games, extra, th- what? Three? But then Tommy has a game we didn't play. Yeah, there's a bye, I think, and a fucking game where he's injured. Um, okay, so the, 
the split into two nights, again, to be clear, no knock on the people that did the presenting. They all did their job really, really well. It's more just the concept that I was surprised at. We're all agreement on that. Yep. Um, but what, do your th- what are your thoughts about the voting? Now, does it need to be tweaked? There's two reasons for this. So I put up a post up this morning. I was like, I understand why Jerome Hughes or the cheese wasn't in the top five, but... So I understand that they share points between other guns and and if you're in a really good team, you're going to have points stolen from other people. Whereas if you're in a team that relies solely on you, obviously you're going to get the points. But the system seems to, maybe, I could be wrong, um, not be working correctly if a team that has broken all sorts of records, like win streaks, like the most points ever, doesn't have a single player in the top five, I feel like that's a sign where the system is not showing the top five players of the year. What are your guys' thoughts? It's what would you be suggesting as a like as a, an alternative that you you got a, a rating for your performance in that game? Yeah. So basically, what, what I, I haven't really thought deeply into what's holding an alternative. So obviously, someone's going to pick this all apart. Two things. I thought what would really be good is every player that plays. They just get a rating out of 10 by a board of whatever, as long as that board is actually fucking watching the game. Because sometimes, mm. we've seen times where they've gone, oh, yep, that person, everyone's gone, what the hell? Um, but someone actually messaged me um, the NBA system, and he was saying, okay, so this is the NBA system. Dally M, this is what Zane Lowe messaged me. Dally M should adopt something similar to the NBA on how they vote for the MVP. They have 100 credited media personalities. Obviously, we couldn't have that many. Cast five ranked votes Four players. Each first place vote is worth 10 points. Each second place is worth seven. Third is worth five. Fourth is worth three. And fifth is worth one. Winning the award is simple. The player with the highest point total wins the award. This way, votes are cast towards the end of the season. I look back as a culmination rather than individual games, etc. Um, yeah. The problem I've heard with that is that it becomes more about narrative than performance. So like Russell Westbrook... He won the he won like the MVP one year because he had he averaged a triple double over the whole season. Did the exact same thing the next year. Mm. No one gave a fuck. Mm. Old narrative. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, mm. so it can get a little bit like, what's the flavor this year? Mm. And you know what I mean? As opposed to pure performance, mm. where like the Dally M voters at the moment are rugby league minds. Are they mm. not? It's like rest, isn't it? No, no, no. The, the well. Oh, sorry. It's at least as far as I'm aware, it's former players, yeah, and they have like players, an app, sorry. and then when they're watching the I game, I think if just... you bring the media in, it can get a bit narrative-y. Yeah, personally. But, but, but even if you're an ex-player, you're still going to be, I guess, biased by the media. Like I feel like sometimes players, if you're an ex-player, and the hype man that's everyone's loving right now is Trevojevic or Tedesco, you're going to be more inclined to watch. Do you know what I mean? To vote for them, I think. Because le- of them. I think less so than oh, absolutely, absolutely. than media personalities who know less about yeah. the game. Is the it next just players. basically mm. though the difference being that you're just giving an opportunity for more players to poll scores in a game, I, or is I it th- every player gets a score every game? Because then you've kind of got to go through and fucking be like, that's tough. Yeah, I'm like, did I pay attention to how Aaron Shop played on the well, weekend? Okay, let's say you spend fifty to sixty k on paying people to do that job. You know what I mean? Like, would it be worth doing that? Because then you'd have a more, a real, I guess, what's uh, Dally M night where it's like yeah. fully specific. Like, it's like, for example, like, don't get me wrong, Whiten was fantastic last year, but Nathan Cleary was the best player last year, in my opinion. Whiten was, you know, really, really good, but I just thought Cleary was probably the best. And he didn't win. 
and then you'll go to this year. I think even there was a year where Latrell Mitchell didn't win centre of the year and he was unbelievable. I think BJ Leilua didn't. Don't get me wrong, BJ Leilua has had some fantastic years, but I think it was like maybe 2018 or something, or 19. Um, so I just, you know, and here's another example. Justin Olam, apparently, now if Munster's got this wrong, then apologies, but Olam hasn't even been, um, he hasn't even been nominated for centre of the year. So there's like hasn't even been given an invitation to the Dally M Knights. Yeah, that's that seems weird. Would that be is center of the year and all of those decisions are they still based on the Dally M voting system? I think I don't think so. I yeah, think that that's sort of like just that, an opinion thing. Yeah, I think it's a I think so. Again, I could be wrong. Could you please Google that, Matt? Whilst we're talking, but see, I I can't wrap my head around that. I find that more confusing than almost anything. Mm. But you don't think that there should be at least like if a record-breaking minor prems howling teams up that it's not strange that not a single Storm player a is in little, the top it, five? Like, yeah, that, it is a little strange, but you can have a team of great players that aren't necessarily the best player in the comp, any of them, but they're just a great mm. team. Like, it's like the Storm of... The system has seen the Storm players of the past win Dally M's, right? Cronk, Smith, Slater. Like, so it's not that it's not rewarding individual brilliance. It's just sometimes... You may not be the best player in the year if you have a great game, but then, like, Munster has a great game, but then Nico Hines has a great game, but then Pappenhausen has but a great I game. I think, like, you know, the the reason why, like, the guys like Smith and Cronk were able to do that um, was because they had these huge names, whereas this this Storm side really hasn't had, other than Munster, hasn't had that many years to... Like, Hughes is only in his real, like, what, second or third year. Mm. You know what I mean? So these big... Like, Cheese, he's only been... A, he's only just this year become a starter, really. Is it true that the last player to win the Dallium in the comp of the same year was Matt Orford? 2008 Matt Orford. Which Isn't would, that a sign, like, you know? Well, it was, it's an indication that, yeah, I mean, it's a sign that, that you're better, better off. sides, you just, it's harder to win it week yeah. in, week out because you're sharing the love a little bit. Lockyer yeah. never won one. I think that makes sense. Fittler never, I don't think Fittler won one. Fittler and never and won I, I read a comment, and D all this because it's just a comment, that GI has never even been in the top 10. Mm. That, D all that. See all that, guys. I don't know if that's and that's do your own research. Your own on that. It gets it fairly right, but it could it could yeah. get it more right. I'll go with that. Like this year, for example, Tommy and Cleary, absolutely, they're the best players. Oh, 100. You know, absolutely. Uh, what do you got there? So um, the position of the ward is similar to the three two one vote. So every time a player polls three two one in the normal Dalian vote, that's counted to their tally. Plus, at the end of the year, each judge I'm not sure how many judges there are, but each judge will add one vote for each positional award. So it's just kind of like a minor adjustment. Add one vote. That's what it says. So, like, they one point. Yeah, for each judge, for each position. So you've got one point where it's like, all right, I've got one point to give out to a centre. Yes. What they probably all land on around the same numbers because they're all pro- like, if you're a centre and you probably only got like probably five votes over the year of yeah. like five games of one. Would point that also two. be then a thing if they're doing it Dallium style with Olam, where he's not polling votes in a <laughs> team like the Storm because he's never the he's. He might, he might be in the top few players in the game, but he's probably not the best player in their team. Mm. But isn't that of evidence of a system being Yeah, wrong? potentially, potentially. Because I think, well, I think that is. Mm. I think that's a problem because you, you shouldn't necessarily be gauging the position, the best player in their position based on the overall performance of a team. Like mm. if he misses out on... De- centre points because the 5-8 played well. Like, that doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. I don't think it would even be that hard either to get whoever's voting for Dally M points in any given game to give out their best back row on the field, their best centre on the field. That could be a way. Just to even it out. Yeah, that would be a way. at the moment, 
you're absolutely right. Like Olin would rarely get Dally M points in yep. that side. Yep. And so he's probably on fucking one or two points. And even if they give him, even if all the judges are giving him one, still he's not still gonna, not going to get up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah. I don't think it's that hard to do. would be that hard to do. No, it's surely not. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's I, I don't know what the answer fight. is. Because I, I, I agree with your sentiment in the sense of like, you know, when you've got a good team, you just got a good team, and that's just the way it is. Like I totally understand that, but at the same, when you've got guys like Lockie and I think uh, Freddie, Freddie never won one. That never won one. It's kind of like well, and GI even to an extent. Like wasn't even in, apparently in the top five. Was we'll say top five. I think that's it. That there could be some tweaks. I don't mean just like blow the whole system up and fuck whatever. I like the idea of like meeting in the middle of like maybe we give more points. We do the top five, you know, and yeah. that will give more more for the better teams. That have that get you know fight for the points gives them more chance to to jag a one jag yeah. a two. Yep, um, I don't mind that. Maybe a five point system, yep. top five players, and that way you can get your edge. You know your really consistent guys that can get twos every game or something. Yeah, and they can beat the guys that you know maybe up and down. But a bit. that's the thing because the Dalium is it could be a very like I mean usually it's not like I'll watch it most years or mm. I'll at least pay attention to it. It's got a lot of legs if it's done correctly, whether that's from making it so that people are more satisfied with how the Dally M is uh, decided, but things like this with centers, like making it more obvious so people know how it's done, but then also mm. like, you know, you want to bring in all these fucking best try awards and shit, like that's cool. I'm down with all that, with all that sort of stuff, but like just make it a bit more of a thing. Spreading oh, yeah. it over two nights seems to be like taking away massively from what it could have been. It could, like what I don't get is they should use the Dally M as the night to celebrate fucking rugby league. Mm. Like, you know, we, we've spoken about it before, but like at the start of the year, I want to have like a footy festival. Like I want to have a, where like the first Saturday or whatever, everyone gets together, together, drinks piss, watches the footy on the big screens. It's kind of like a festival. That's what, in my opinion, the Dally M should be like a full-blown celebration of the year. Like fucking, you know, you've got music acts, you've got, you, you can buy tickets as punters and dribblers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could even have it in like one of the smaller stadiums or something Eddie like and that. Eddie on the red carpet. Yeah. But for example, we welcome to Dally M. Night of Nights. Night of Nights. <laughs> Dally M um, awards at West Bank. Um, and then you could sell out the... Like part of the stadium, mm. I, I reckon. A lot, of, and then you have like you have music acts like I don't know, Goss Sebastian, or something. <laughs> you know, get Guy on there. Look, I I would suggest that Guy Sebastian maybe a Jessica Malboy down the rung of Jessica Malboy be there. Well, Jess, she can belt out a tune. I mean, Jess they both can, can sing. I'm happy with Jess. And the reason why I say them because I've been watching the voice with my missus, so that's the only reason I can do that. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's maybe oh, one look, four. I get it. One four, one four would actually be fucking mad. Ooh, I don't mad. know. One four. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd give him the green light. Fucking oath. I love him. It would go off. It would, it would, but they'd be like a lot the of corporate types would be like, ah, uh, they talk about stabbing people. They're very popular. They are very popular. And you know what? That's their art. So. Dude, I'm down. I like one for. I listen to them on my run. Pumps me up. <laughs> what are we gonna say, Matt? Uh just for a bit of context over the Dallium uh points, Olam after round twelve was only on two. There we go. And then you've got Joey Manu, for example, who who was on seven. Gagai, who was on four, and Burton, who was on five. But the, the, the shit thing is, is Manu would have probably won those points playing centre or fullback. Yeah. Uh, sorry, wing or fullback. And Burton might and have been 5-8. Like, you know, you know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah, so it's like, fuck. Like, you, yeah. the, like it, it, I, I do think it needs a looking at because for the what you were just saying, there's a lot of legs in this night. Like, if you're at the end of the year and you could make it so, even if you made it part of the grand final week where it was on like a fucking Thursday or some mm. shit, 
and people would come and watch, get on the fucking beers, you know? Have like a Matty Johns show. Mate, you could do a lot with it. So Fuck much knows. stuff with it. Yeah. Um, night of nights. Night, night, night of nights. Night of nights. Um, and then the ticket sales, you could actually make money off it from the ticket sales. Mm. Munster um, picked a good photo of Olam there as well. He looks fucking pissed off. He, he hasn't does been look pissed off. He looks very upset. It's like I he- would be concerned <laughs> as a Panthers player this weekend. Ooh, coming up I against feel like he come, I feel like he goes in and makes a bit of a fucking statement. Like, how many people do you reckon that like love their rugby league and you polled them? Who was the best centre this year? Would say Olam. I'd it'd have to be the majority. Yeah, I think he did. I think he got voted by the people. There you go. Buy there the people go. for the people. Yeah. There you go. People can, are never wrong. Can you check that, please, Matt? I'm people pretty sure. People are never wrong. He got voted that. So, little tw- look, I don't know what the answer is because I, I get it. Like, I understand that, you know, good teams are always going to steal points from it. And then you make this massively complicated, you know, system that just gets even fucking worse than whatever you have. But a little tweaking couldn't hurt, maybe, or even just a, a review, a season review of the Dally M. What you got there? Justin Olam, 34% was the and, clear winner. And Manu was second? Manu was second with 26. Yeah. What about Brad Parker and Morgan Harper? They are not named on this particular list. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Something like does need I thought change. you said the people know. Well, it feels like they don't. The fans, yeah. the fans' votes have been lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need I'm a recount. We need a I'm recount. Suggesting a recount. <laughs> yeah, so a little tweaking maybe. Uh, but now a few of the other awards. Uh, let us know in the comments section actually what, what adjustments, if any, that you would make to the voting system or do you like it the way it is. Uh, Ruben Garrick obviously gets top point scorer, scoring the most points in a season ever. Mm. Yep. Um, do you yeah. think how much, like obviously a lot has to do with the, the speeding up of the game, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that affects records when, you know, a, quite a substantial change has been made and now he's broken a record in di- different circumstances to so, past players? Like I can see why people make that statement, but like Hazem fucking, he'd only just beat Hazem. Obviously Hazem's an all-time great of the game. And Hazem like, was pre-wrestle too, 2002, I think. So that was pre-wrestle. So it was like pretty much like today. Right. So like, but you know, it was... There are players, it's not like his point scoring is hundreds and hundreds mm. of points ahead what anyone has got. It was, obviously it may have something to do with it, but he also scored a fuckload of tries this year mm. and he was kicking the lights out. And he was in a great side yeah. that scored a lot of rugby league tries. <laughs> like, it, it's not like, you know, in swimming where they basically had fucking dolphin suits on, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they've left those records to stand, which is a disgrace. They should be reviewed. Mm. But in terms of like a rugby league season, 25 weeks mm. against other teams that are, you know, ripping and tearing as well, like it's impressive stuff. Yeah, if you if you were getting around in the wrestle era, it was, was going to be tough for you. Yeah. But. Oh, four. So that's still pre-wrestle. Garrick also, I know we've spoken about it, but like he's also hot. So you just <laughs> stands. And he stands. kicked the lights out. What, what percentage did he kick it this year? 100% Eddie, he didn't miss one. <laughs> Wouldn't have been much lower. No. Wouldn't have been much lower. Um, Maybe now, not a 9.94. Dally M Coach of the Year nominees have been um, submitted. Bellamy, Cleary, Bennett, Robinson, uh, Robson, Hasler. Big dog city there. Who do you think will win Dally M Coach of the Year? I think Des Hasler wins. Okay. And I, I th- think his resume is pretty obvious. Well, he has... We were coming dead last <laughs> and I've turned around this shit. To yep. be fair, he was also coming dead last. Exactly, and turn around the ship, which I, shows integrity. Yeah. But he steered the ship into the storm. No, no, no. <laughs> we, were, we were sailing. The storm hit. Holy shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Let's get Let it. Let me get, get us out of this. Let me get us out of it. Now, turn left. the only other. <laughs> so he had no control. Like, it would just hit you. Well, the storm came out of nowhere. It wasn't Have you ever heard up. of that saying? Storm came out of nowhere? 
<laughs> I have it. It's, a, it's one of the oldest sayings in the sailing. <laughs> do, you, do you honestly, are you going to tell me you trust meteorologists? Oh, I'm, a, I'm a country guy. I haven't been sailing. He didn't finish school. So, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> wow. He's gone back there. Yeah, I've taken it back. If Des doesn't win it, obviously voter fraud. But if he doesn't, <laughs> then I think Trent Robinson deserves it. So do you think there's a big case of voter fraud in Dallium system right now? I'm saying that we can't rule it out. Okay. If, if Brad Parker and Morgan Harper aren't in there for centres of the year then we can't rule it out. <laughs> That's all he's saying. Okay. And all we're saying is Storm's coming out of nowhere and Hasler got us out of it and credit to him. We're one win away from the grand final and then two wins away from the comp. That's how fucking close we are to immortality. <laughs> yeah. That aside, Trent Robinson, I think, getting scrapping his way to, you know, the semifinals with a, you know, a makeshift side was fucking impressive. What about Bellamy? 19 in a row. Equaled the all-time record. Most points ever in a season. Lost Cameron Smith. Yeah, yeah. but they've got the they've got They've got hot throw. Look, I, th I think you could absolutely make that argument. But fuck the storm, you know? Like, they've got lots of good players. They won it last year. Like, you won it last year. So it's not... What, the fact that you're still killing it a year later is meant to be like coaching masterclass? Again, I know that sounds disrespectful, Craig. I don't mean it to, but also I kind of am. Robinson, probably to me, it's like the best coaching job mm. because his team was completely fucked. And if it's not him, or if it's not Dez, it's him. You can make arguments for those three. I think they lead the pack. Yeah, Cleary mm. and Bennett is not. I mean, you could argue like, look, if you looked at the roster Hasler had at the start of the year, you got Big Dick Tommy at the back. You got DC there. Foran was, his career was done. He was so injured, we just didn't. We didn't even know if he was going to start. Mm. There was arguments that Schuster was going to start. Mm. Outside of those two players and Jake potentially and Jake as well. But then you look at the Roosters. Even with all those injuries, they still had Tedesco. They still had Manu. Hargraves. They still had Hargraves. You could argue that the Roosters, with fifty percent of their salary cap less on paper is about the same because Teddy is Tommy. You know mm. what I mean? It's about yeah. the same as Manly was at the start of this year. Now, obviously, that Manly team has grown into something much bigger. But at the start of the year, a lot of those players were like, you know, Brad Parker was a, a solid footy player. Morgan Harper couldn't really get a start. I think got it a little bit at last year, but this year is where he's really gone on to play some good footy. Um, but I, I would probably give it to Robertson. But I'm just saying that you can no, make that I argument. No, but I agree with that. Like, as, I agree with it as well in the context that when people were comparing... Tommy, Hayne, Barber f seasons. And people were like, Hayne fucking pulled this team of nobodies to the grand final, which he did. And mm. no, like, But as you say, the start of the year for Manly, these players were, were like, there was a large collection of nobodies in that sense. Mm. And they've all grown into these players that they were, but it's yeah. like, they weren't these players at the start of the season. What did you just come last year without Tommy? 14th or something? Did we come 14th last year? I thought we were in the top eight. My memory's so fine. <laughs> I thought Olakwatu debuted this year. No, and like the year before years last, we came fifteenth. That I do remember. We came thirteenth last year. 13th. Did we really? So we were fifteenth into thirteenth. No, fifteenth. Then you came sixth. Then thirteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right, mate. Also, again, also, Jesus small correction on before, and I should have checked this earlier. But Teddy won Dallium in nineteen, and Thurston won Dallium in fifteen. Oh. What Where was, did that stat come from? What then? do you mean? Because what, that was the Dallium Premiership winner same year. Oh, the same year. Yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. So the yeah, last okay. ones to do it, it was Matt Orford when he did it. But yeah, then it was Thurston, then it was Teddy. Tedesco. Oh, um, cool. So it's not as cool anymore. Yeah. I didn't cool. realise Thurston did it in that year as well. Anyway, That's not, yeah, it's not as cool do, we, do we skew stats to fit <laughs> our narrative? You better believe it. That's why it's called Unravering Boris.
Correct. Also, we just say shit. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong. That's it. <laughs> Mostly wrong. Mostly wrong. But um, we preface that at the start of every show. Yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. No. Yeah, I, I reckon... Um, yeah, I reckon you go probably Robson just because, like, fuck, they got decimated. you give it to Robinson? I, I'd give it to Robinson. Yeah, I reckon with everything they... Would you say that if Des was sitting right here? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course no. not. He'd flog me. Yeah. <laughs> Desi the madman. Um, now, uh, accountability. Here we are, boys. Now, it's, this, is, this is bloke in a bar's rules of accountability. I'm not sure what about even does that fucking show, whatever it is. The greatest betting show on it. Um, also, guys, make sure to make your bet on there. So you comment on About Even's YouTube, Hello Sports YouTube. Uh, or is it about even? Hello Sports YouTube channel, the About Even, even episode. Show. Make sure to comment your bet. They'll take the bet up and, and whoever wins, has to, whoever loses, sends the other person a case of beer. Most people that lose that aren't Essentially, we don't, don't get it. you yeah. to send us a case. Yeah. You're not in the hole for a case. It's more just if your bet gets up, we will give you a case. We carry all the risk. Yes. Um, but so, Roosters versus Manly, 42-6. Uh, Tom Travojevic was man of the match. Tom had Manly, 24-10, Jake Travojevic. Eddie had Manly, 30-16, to 16, Jason Sapp. Denon had Manly, 18-10, to 10, Tom Travojevic. Um, I think you'd probably have to go... Look, I think that's a, just a win for me. I think, you? I think it's a win for me because Jake should have been man of the match. And no, we you, were, no, you watch that live stream, we were on his nuts the whole game. No, no, no. And then fucking younger you brother don't get Tom to just comes go, in, oh, he flashing have been his cock. And I'm bloody. the closest to the score and I had Jason Saab who scored a try. So your margin was, what, 14 points? My yeah. margin's eight and your margin's 14 points. So I think that kind of cancels it because he's was 14 points as well. Yeah, Whereas but I, I said mainly 30 points. You know what? So I'm close to the score. How about a half a point? No, no, no. You get it. Half if a, you, you get half a point. You got man of the match. You get half a point. Thanks. Okay. okay, I see what's going on here. Oh, well, uh, look, I, I think that's a fair... Jake gets fucking got robbed. I actually think Jake won man of the match. I don't know where the <laughs> fuck you're getting those stats from. Um, now, Panthers versus Eels. Isaiah Yo, man of the match. Uh, Tom, Eels 26-10. Mitchell Moses, Eddie, Panthers 18-6. Nathan Cleary, man of the match. Denon, Panthers 28-10. Eels, Matt Burton, man of the match. Uh, I don't think really... Well, not I don't think we... None of us got there, I don't think. Do oh. we do what about what about the, me? What about 12 me? points off. What about nah. me? You're 16 points the off. The Eels got robbed. I think and you lost. I think 0.5 for you because you got the closest to the points. This is so the one most all. ridiculous account of You had Eels. Yeah, yeah, you but literally I'm eels. That they, sh- they got robbed. Yeah, you had the Eels that. to win. Yeah, because they and they should have. And won. I had the Panthers to win they 18 6. Won. I got the Eels score correct. And I, and I forgot to add a one. I forgot <laughs> to remove the one. I yeah. basically got it. Matter of fact, that probably was a typo from Matty. It was a typo. Go back this and watch show the show has <laughs> gone to the dogs. <laughs> so I'm, that's 0.5, one all at the moment. Um, so that's one all. And then I, I won last week. Or did you win last week? I won last week. Right. So Eddie's okay. ahead for the accountability. Yeah. So, so I'm the best. I think, this honestly, and this is no joke, Tom is still on zero points. I am on zero points. Zero. We've got nothing right. But I do bring value. Head to about even and watch. <laughs> Be better. Be better. Well, this is, I mean, no one's got anything right so far. Except me. Because <laughs> well, I got the minute of the match as well. Right. So, we're, you know, we're breaking this up. Is it a full bet? Is it an individual bet? <laughs> now, say before, Rugby Union, the Rugby Championship. Uh, Australia defeats South Africa two games in a row. Uh, South Africa obviously being the world champions. Uh, 30 to 17. Quade Cooper. Talk about winding back the clock. Yeah. Thoughts on, did you get a chance to watch that game? Uh, yeah, I had it on in the background. 
rugby league math dictates that now we've beaten the world champions back to back games. We are now technically world champions. But so doesn't mean isn't it though? All Blacks beat us, therefore they're actually the world champions. No, it's no. recency. So they, we, haven't, they haven't played they haven't the world champions. Oh, world okay. champions. So we're the world, we leapfrog the All Blacks. Okay. We're world champions, um, which is just how it's done. Art, you know, it's not my. I didn't come up. Well, you didn't come up with the time. You, you're just no. regurgitating what we know to be what fact. What we know to be true. <laughs> if you beat the world champions in back to back games, you take the mantle off them. Now yep. people will go, yeah, but New Zealand beat you. But we weren't world champions when, when New they Zealand beat us. Beat us. Oh, so we, we were fucking nobody. Okay. We were like six in the world. So we're yeah. world champions now. If we play All Blacks and they beat us, they, they get the crown. They then. can take it off us. Okay, but I don't but know. But we, we don't play them for like I don't know ages, twelve months. So. <laughs> Sorry. Also, I, it was um, there was a guy who was a little bit upset in the comments last time because we were saying rugby union's dead. When we say rugby union's dead, we're talking about just in Australia. Talking about the domestic product. Yeah, yeah. just Look in around. Australia. We're not talking about New Zealand that's just clearly thriving and. Yeah. Killing it, and around the world, it's going really well as well. But like, surely we don't need to explain that when we're talking yeah, about. I don't you know. know what I mean? Like, you know that rugby union dribblers. Come on, um, smart. Look, look, we have got to lay the platform because it's we're, we're it's a new thing that we're talking about. That's true. So we're gonna, they're, they're the T's and C's, they're the terms and conditions. When we yeah. say unions dead, or no, not even when we say it, when we joke about it, mm. um, it's just about the Australian rugby scene because the Australian rugby scene it's it's a tough. Yeah, and like, I, actually, you know what? I hope it does revive. Of course. It's actually good, high-quality union is really enjoyable to watch. High-quality. Best games of rugby union are equal to the best games of rugby league without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion. But we just don't, in the Super Rugby context... Shoot Shield's better than Super Rugby, yep. in my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Like it's to, fucking, to watch, yeah. it's great to watch. Really? Shoot Shield's yeah, great it's to watch. Great. Yeah. Um, New Zealand defeat Argentina 36-13. I didn't get a chance to watch this. Um, but New Zealand doing what New Zealand do, just yeah. dominating. Yep. Now, you guys have brought this up before, and it is a very good – no, I think actually a dribbler called in ages ago, and they said, how do you think Australia would go if all of our best league players also played union? Like in New Zealand, union is their number one sport. Imagine if Australia, union was our number sport, number one sport. Do you think that – like let's say, you know, GIs, your We wouldn't get beaten. We wouldn't have lost. New you reckon Zealand, we'd, we'd smash we would all, blo- all blacks? smash the fuck out of the All Blacks. Whoa. I don't think that's even a, like a, a doubt in my mind. Wow. It's, not a, it's, not, it's not a doubt in my mind at all. No. We used to beat the All Blacks, right, mm. without the best leagueies. The best leagueies, like it or lump it, walk into the Wallabies. Like mediocre. Mediocre leagueies. Mediocre leagueies walk, walk into the Wallabies. Mm. And mm. that's, again, we that's are... That's just like, that's a fact. We're half Kiwi, so, you know... Sure, but like <laughs> we speak the truth. And if we had fucking GI, Tommy, like if all these great rugby league players mm. playing rugby union, we'd fucking annihilate them. Now, I know that's going to trigger a lot of New Zealand fans that listen to this uh, or fans. New Zealand bloke community. I hate saying fans, fucking weird. It's just community. You know community, what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know. Um, so New Zealand community that listens to this podcast that just got – visibly upset mm. leave a comment a respectful one as to why you believe that all blacks would still tail up or beat if the union was their number one i will say this no one punches above their weight like the kiwis oh yeah 100 no cricket as well like yeah, we true. fucking know that yeah we all true. know that that's a fact of life the kiwis punch like no one else can mm. but facts are facts we're a fuckload bigger we love our rugby league and our rugby union if we're only playing one of them you don't, you don't, you're, t- you're trying to tell me that we wouldn't be a fuckload better than we are now? Is that the what you're trying to tell The me? argument for that, though, is like, okay, so RTS wins a Daly M, one of our best fullbacks that we've seen in a while. He doesn't walk into that all-black side. No, he doesn't. So that could be Different the argument. Different games. 
Yeah, but, but no, he's but one no, of our no. best. Yeah, he's. A, but you're absolutely right. But he's also like he doesn't just walk into the greatest rugby union side in the world. He captains the Wallabies. Like we're talking about the All Black side is fantastic. They're mm. a fucking brilliant footy side. They've got all their best footballers playing rugby union for the most part. Not yeah, but no, so like if we had if we didn't have our rugby league guys playing rugby league and they just spent their careers growing up playing rugby union. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but and that's it, the only game they knew. But if he can't walk into that All Black side, then how could he be beat? How could he beat them from the Wallaby side? Do you know what I mean? If he's if he's not, the argument is that if he's not good enough to make that All Black side, but he's also one of our best fullbacks and challenge Tedesco. Yeah. If he was in that Wallaby, Wallaby side, how could he beat some a team that he can't even get into? Because we're sort of well, in my mind, we're sort of can get coming from two different angles. If rugby league doesn't exist, then it like he. You come up playing rugby union, so mm. it's like. So he would walk into that side if he grew up playing it. Well, you could make the argument that he would. Mm. It's not that he necessarily definitely would. Yeah. But you could make the argument. But like, I can understand that a player who's just come straight from rugby league into the All Blacks, who are the best fucking mm. rugby union side ever, mm. isn't just going to walk straight in. Even if he was good enough, like, there's going to you're going to have to go and fucking play some Super Rugby and like. Well, and to your point, if he was just going to, if let's say everyone played union. He probably actually wouldn't make fullback for the Australian side. It would be like Teddy, or yeah, ma- maybe Teddy. I'm not sure. There's a lot of people that think Rogers better than Teddy. We're, we're um, also saying as well, if our leagueies left league and went and played rugby union, how would they go? We're not saying that. We're saying if it was just rugby union, yeah. and they were reared on rugby union, and that's all we. They played. grew up playing it. Yeah, that was that. it. So you reckon we wouldn't lose? I think. Uh, you might well, like. Of course, we would have right. lost one or two, yeah. but. We would be the. All would Blacks. we have lost fucking twenty straight? No. Would we? Yeah. Would we have not won a Bledisloe for twenty so years? So we'd be. Fuck do no. you think we'd be like the All Blacks of that world? Yeah, Mate, I think I'm we'd just, be the more dominant side. Yeah, in, I think so. Because All Blacks, the they're pretty incredible. They are incredible. Fucking they're fucking amazing. amazing. They're like they remind like I don't know whether it's Storm remind me of them or you know vice versa, but they're pretty fucking amazing. Well, let, okay, even if you don't agree with me, and Tom, think about this. Think about the wars we would have had. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. How good would it be? Like, mate. The, yeah. That would have been so sick. That, yeah. you're, actually, you're actually right. Could you imagine, like, our best Aussie side versus Kiwi side at a World Cup grand final or something? Oh, my God. Yeah. Because that's one. Greg that's, Inglis fucking. Oh, I would wow. have loved to have seen Greg Inglis play rugby union. <laughs> Greg like, Inglis had he just prime. fucked people. He up. would have been so good. Imagine Cam Smith just getting around. Cam Smith had so nine. smart. He would have yeah. dominated. So his kicking game. He would have dominated. Um, he would have ripped it apart. That's Can one thing. Slater at fullback. Thanks for coming, mate. That's one thing that we can never. Best game reader ever. Really Lisa compete. League. That's one thing we can't compete with unions, the world, the world stage. Like yeah, the exactly. World Cup is so good to watch. Yeah. In saying that, it was a dude that got sent off, I think, with a yellow card on the weekend, and I was going. Yeah, that's the problem. They're very strict with the rules. Like, Holy going into fuck. rugby union, you basically have to expect that you're going to see some decisions that either frustrate you greatly or some decisions where you go, wait, what was that penalty? But like, like, when the scrum goes down, it's like, oh, he fucking prop did it. You're like, how am I explaining that to someone who's never seen rugby before and they're just watching But, this? like, they're so, like, with the head highs and the contact above here and that, like, they're so pedantic. I don't actually think that level of pedanticism is making it safer. Do you know what no, I mean? Like, no, it, no. you're going to have concussions anyway in rugby union. Dude, like, fucking, as the, one of the Aussie centres, uh, fuck, I can't remember who it was, but he got yellow carded, I think, for the way he ran into contact. They were like, and like, he's literally got a guy coming in to cut him in half and he's just sort of like going to like what? push him off and he got yellow carded for it. Like, see, that's crazy. That will hurt. That will kill a game. Yeah. Because, like, eventually, because the, the problem with those kind of rules, it never can go back. 
you can never pull that back because then you all of a sudden don't give a fuck about CTE, you mm. know? Whereas like once the cat's out of the bag, it's fucking... They also it. like... Like uh, Jerome Lu- Luai on the weekend did a fucking a great tackle on someone where he's just picked him up, driven him into the ground, the guy knocked it on. Mm. Like that would be a penalty in rugby union because Holy it's like... A da- like their dangerous tackle levels as well are really, really weak. Wow. Because it's like, it's like the shoulder charge. That, that can never come back now because no. of the, the PR nightmare that would be. So like when you make those decisions like with union that, it's just like... It feels like it's only ever going to get more safe because we'll get to a point where it's like contact. You just know that contact. Yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy. I'm talking like way, way down the line. But if you don't just kind of like the UFC with MMA, remember when that first came out and everyone's like, this is fucking brutal. Yeah. And the UFC was just like, nah, we are brutal. We're loud. We're brash. We let our athletes say some very dubious things and we don't give a fuck. And now that they were the fastest growing sport in the world. Yeah. Um, that's where I think the UFC got it right. They just said, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Mm. Let's fucking go. It's hard to be it's too concerned about fucking CTE when you've got, you know, people kicking each other in the face. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to just roll with that. Yeah, but, it, like, they could have done things like, you know, they could have done things that, like, they, the, the fights get stopped way quicker. Yeah. You know, if you get knocked down, the fight's over, you know? Like, they could have done so many things, whereas, like, it's a brutal, brutal sport. Sometimes I wish that we just took that route of, like, and obviously not that brutal, nowhere near that brutal, but the route of, like, you know what? Fuck it. This is the entertainment business. Let's yes. Go. Yeah. Um, but no, I think we've kind of landed at a good space. There's still some head highs where I'm like, oh, I don't like. But I think the, the mid year was outrageous. The space we're in right now, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't hurt the game too much. No, I think no, so. it's, 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 it's been relatively good. Also, yeah. just back on the rugby championship, the Tom and Thor fucking Taniela Tupo. Get him on league. Just a rugby union handful. What about that flick? Uh, the, 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 no, the Joshy Schuster. <sighs> Bruh. He is, uh, we were looking at his dimensions up on Hello Sport. He Thick. is 135 kilos and he's like 5'10". 5'11". 5'11". Yeah, dude, he's fucking humongous. When we say the word thick is the word of the day, that's yeah. It's thick. as thick as it gets and he's got fast feet, like he's fucking agile, he's got ball skills. He is a almost like the most impossible person to tackle, I think, on the planet. Can and he, he, played, he played 77 minutes at front row. Like, he's a fucking machine. Can't be thicker. Can't yeah. be thicker than that. He cannot be thicker Thickest than that. Thickest man in, yeah. in, in rugby, period. Rugby league or union. 135 and, kilo oh, of muscle. And he can still move. Dude, he moves so well. Or 5'10". He he's might be 5'10", bro. And Michael Hooper, shout out to our skipper, who most capped captain in the history of rugby union. Or in the history he's of the true world. Blue. Doesn't get yeah. much trouble. Oh, no, no, no. He just rips and tears. He just is fucking. He, he the difference between his worst and best game is almost non-existent. He lives to rip and tear. Yeah. Even like he's the he's Dave Goggins pretty much. He's just ripping. He's and Goggins. Union. He could play rugby league. I reckon he'd be a good back row. Lock. You reckon? Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Like he'd be. Uh, there'd be a few of those union boys that are like. There's a center I think that debuted this year. He's a, he's a gun, a young center. I can't remember his name, but he was a fucking. Pe- uh, Patea. Oh, no, yeah, wasn't. I think he's a, a he's a good player. He, he may not have debuted this year, but he's a. Uh, He's like a fucking up and coming. Yeah, he's a well. gun. Um, but yeah, so New Zealand sit on 20 points, four wins, zero losses, four bonus points. South Africa sit on 10 points, two wins, two losses, two bonus points. Australia, nine points, two wins, two losses, one bonus point. Argentina. Whenever I say that, hear the word, see the word Argentina, I think of don't cry for me, Argentina. I was just about one. to say that. Really? Yeah. Uh, I agree. I don't. Really? You don't? No. Eddie's not a music guy. Not a music guy. Not really. Really? I would have thought you would have been the music guy. No, he's a music guy. He was in a band. Oh, yeah, you were in a band, eh? Yeah, bro. What was the name of your band? Drifts. 
D-R-I-F-F-S. You know what's funny? It's like, whatever you said then, it was going to be funny. It was never going to be cool. Yeah, like it was never going to be Oh, shit, that's It was never going to be cool. But I mean, like, I was I was a drummer, so I was hardly involved. You know what I mean? Like, Did you think you were hot? No, I didn't think I was hot. I was very self-conscious. I'm like not a really self-conscious person, but I've never been more self-conscious than that. Why? Don't know. Because you're because you're performing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're fucking and I would I wasn't good either. Like I'd fuck up all the time. <laughs> We're playing live shows and I'd just fuck up or like a stick and it's like I have like What a stick would fly out. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, can someone get that? And so I you got your cock out and hit it with use your cock instead. Wouldn't have made a good sound. Really? No. Did you, did you bring extra drumsticks? I would have eventually. But again, like you're playing fucking to like eight people. What's the biggest crowd you ever played in front of? We actually played in front of a big crowd once. We went on like a tour with some like <laughs> When band. was that? Like a tour is a loose term. It was fucking <laughs> It was like fucking up to Canberra and then like we did something one or two in Canberra then one or something on the way back and it's then a pub another crawl. It was a pub crawl. But there were no because the band were, that we were doing it with were actually like popular. Mm. So I don't know how the fuck we Do you have any there. stories of like the music biz like fucking you over? No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. You had to be paid for that to happen. Of like some star going, you ain't shit. We just used to just shit. get shit face. We just used to go, like it was fun. Yeah. Did you just go and you get blind. Any groupies? One, no, no, there no wasn't. No groupies? I was single at the time, but no, don't think so. Not even, a, like, not even on the fuck? tour. Isn't that no, what, I don't think so. Isn't that what music's for? Yeah, but we would just get belted. One time, my old man, who used to work in like the He's music industry, he was, I was like, he, he was coming along and we were at, what was it? Someplace in like uh, Kinsella's or some shit. And they had a green room. We're like, fuck yeah, sick green room. So <laughs> we just went in there and we just got maggot like p- before we've gone on. And we got up there obviously playing to almost no one. And my old man rocks up and we were shit faced on stage. And I just was like watching out there and I watched him just sort of like walk out and just leave. No way. Like, he left. He left. He watched it. He watched it and he was like, but then like he just sort of, I just saw him at the back sort of like meander around out there. And like I saw him afterwards, but he was like, you guys are just fucking shit faced. <laughs> so was he was like, this is what my life's come to. Well, dingy, I think he was just pump. more like, Maybe don't get fucking bombed if you're asking me to come along. And like, we fucked up as a result of being drunk. Like, it wasn't like we were good enough to. Was there any point where you're like, I might do this for a living? No. Well, was no. there ever a time where you were like, we may have cracked it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But if you go to our, uh, there's a, there's like a, what are they, SoundCloud or Bandcamp? We actually have like, I. I saw. What is like, it? Is it? Know, what's the name of it? We can go look at it. Drifts. D R I W. So we can go and listen to your fucking band. Yeah, now. on SoundCloud. Check from like ten years ago. Please listening, people listening, please go. It's called Drift. How D R I F T? No, F F S. F F Drifts. What does that mean, dude? I don't know. D R I F F S on SoundCloud. Yes. But there's like some of the songs have got like fucking a few like maybe ninety thousand, maybe ones over a hundred thousand plays. No way. I don't know how. You should have as an intro to your fucking potty. You just. Yeah, me just playing it just on repeat. No, nah, we've already got a pretty. Did you pay? Intro. Have you, like, in the music business, do you pay for streams? That's what I mean. To yeah, get, like, yeah, popular? yeah. Well, you need to get paid to pay for streams. That was <laughs> it. Actually, we never got paid once, I don't think. Like, even doing gigs? Well, like, you would have, but it was so. What about the casino? We went to the casino. Oh, once. yeah, we got paid 500 bucks once to play at a casino at the Star City. Yeah. That was all right. We would have got paid, but, like, it was such small money that you weren't really chasing it up. So you didn't get one chick the whole time. Look, I might have, Denon, but I'm married now and my well, missus watches the show. You don't need to show. go on detail. I'm just saying, like, living the life. Do you, you know? get a groupie, yes or no? Yes. 
Did she like, I fucking love the drifts. Yeah, she was a drift. She was like, she falls around. No, no. I'm joking, I'm joking. Some oh, guy, some guy. A joke. You should have just gone with it. That was a good story. No, no. But <laughs> like, someone I found the other day, a mate sent us a thing, some random dribbler, and it's only just recently made a music video for one of the songs. And one of the boys sent us, goes, dude, check this out. And it is bonkers. Okay, well, like, hang on a sec. Uh, so a music video for oh, one of your songs. For one of, for one of our songs. Has it got you in it? No, no, no. He's just gone and made it like with him and this chick and it's like some chick what? like hanging out. He's at, made it recently? Yeah. So, well, I saw it recently. I don't know, but it's weird. Holy shit. And it's like some chick sort of like sitting on sand dunes and shit and like digging through the sand and like finding a box with a shell in it. And we're like, what the fuck is this shit? Why did he make it? Bro. He's and a just fan, like choosing man. your songs. Is he a fan of drifts? No, no, he's, he's a dribbler. No, no, he's a, he's a dribbler who. No, sorry, not a dribbler. He's a punter and dribbler. He is someone who likes the band, and it's just. Oh, so it. he's a groupie. He's a groupie. Well, I'm not going to fuck him, though, am I? Well, you I mean, who, who knows? You like, certainly could. 2021. It is 2021. I, be bold, be beautiful. You know what's crazy is like anything that like used to be different. People would say the year of like, oh, it's 2019. And you go, oh, okay, well, fuck, I'll well, just go. Well, I'll just fucking well, fuck then. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, well, that's crazy. Did you have so any- So you're only groupie as a guy. Is that what I'm hearing? That's Did you have any infighting between like egos getting too black? Like, I'm the no, man, fuck, No, fuck Well, again, I was the drummer, so I'm like- you're the I'm bitch. Just gonna be back here, just doing my. Did thing. you ever like say, "What about this beat?" And they're like, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably that would that would have happened for sure. Did you ever have solos where you were like, "No, hit it, Tom." <laughs> 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 and you actually go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no solos. Unfortunately, I think they knew what they were so working. So you think with. you're Travis Barker? That's what you're trying to say. I was obsessed with Travis Barker. Because like right I'm Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, you're Travis Barker. Oh, we oh, did a song together. Right, Travis Barker might be the best drummer in the world. You could be Megan Fox. Happy to be. <laughs> Happy to be Megan. <laughs> this is working out nicely. Guess what? So Conor McGregor just recently put up a post saying um, your girl's favorite fighter, and it's a it's a footage of Megan Fox at one of his fights. Oh, I saw her like through the. I saw that photo. I didn't realize he put that up. That I think is, so. That's so good. So good. It's so. No, as in like he's obviously. That whole scene oh, it's, it's was a good joke. As a content thing. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. him just like never taking a day off from this shit. From right? Like he's about nonsense. that life of just talking shit and like. He's got two kids. Three. <laughs> Mate, he loves it. He consumes it. <laughs> it's just like, bro. I'd be like, who the can world be would be the, the but like the thing. As much as it's, you know, his behaviour is fucking. Some of it's a bit like on the nose. Like it is also. Highly entertaining. It's great. Like, oh it's, yeah, the, the, the sport's better for having him in it, right? Like, oh, for yeah. all of the obviously for all of his like the greatness, but just the even just the dribble. From a purely like nihilistic sense, or like who gives a fuck about anything, it's pure entertainment. Yeah, pure entertainment. Um, but, but utter dribble. Yeah, yeah like art. Like he's what thirty one years old. Thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, and he's like, and he's now in a fight with Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Putting yeah. up videos of her at the thing going, your girl, your girl's favorite first two time UFC champion. <laughs> Fuck. Worth fucking shitloads of money. Shitloads. Spends his time fucking posting <laughs> shit about Megan Fox. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, anyway, drifts on SoundCloud. <laughs> Check them out. <laughs> Check them out. Could be a revival. You never know. We're coming back. Um, I'd love to see a comeback concert. Yeah. Maybe before a bloke show. No, that would Tommy, be oh, drum before a bloke yes, show. Yes. You could, you could, um, I'll drum you, you guys could on dust stage. Off, you could dust off the old, the old banana singer. The old banana singer, get out there and just fucking get the arms out. 
Yeah, easy to get the arms out, the pipes out yeah. every show. Wear yeah. a bandana on that. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> oh, Not <fuck>. bad. <laughs> um, now, Panthers orange shirt, orange shirt uh, trainer has been suspended for the rest of the season, and the club has been fined twenty five thousand dollars. Blue trainer also given a warning. <laughs> um, you know, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? Good. So, so basically, for people listening that may have missed Monday's thing. Um, he he called the game for it to a stop without going on the field and checking as to what the injury was, and that's not... He's also been caught doing it before. Yeah. What do you got, Matt? Uh, this has just come through on Fox Sports. I, I sent it to your phone. There's a quote that's come through that you might want to read out. The, okay. the, the blue shirt has now come out uh, defending the Panthers, saying it wasn't cheating. So it's quite interesting. The blue shirt. I'm... Glad they were fine. It seems like a fucking bullshit. Like, obviously, also the rule is stupid. I think where the train is stopping, I get why they do it because of player safety and all that sort of stuff. But like, it was just so. But surely it the fucks tra- the game in a point where like Parramatta were on the attack and Penrith were under the pump, and it's not a very. It's just like a. It's a really dishonourable way to go about getting an upper hand as opposed to, like, I get bending the rules here and there and maybe taking advantage of the six-again tackle, but, like, having a trainer come in and just fuck it like that. So the quote is... Okay, so... Hayden Knowles, so their blue shirt, Hayden Knowles, not the one suspended, said this to the media... Knowles came out and slammed the NRL over the decision to sanction the Panthers, insisting this was not cheating in an interview with Sydney Morning Herald. Mitch Kenny's ankle is like a balloon and black. Even between his toes are black. The bleeding has run all the way down the side of his side of his feet to his toes. Mitch's character is you get back and defend, but he couldn't. There was no way he could have. He didn't stay down, and how can you argue otherwise? Who knows more than Pete Green in the situation? If the same thing happened, again, you would get the same outcome. That's not the, that's not the problem. The problem is no one checked like what yeah. the issue was. And also, even though Mitch Kenny is tough as fuck, no one is questioning Mitch Kenny. He's no, that's tough a, that's the point. as fuck. He, you can't stop a game for an ankle injury. Yeah. The, the set rolls on. He wasn't in the in the impeding anything. Mm. The set rolls on until there's a stoppage, and then you get him off the field. Yeah. So that is bizarre. Because he's not. He wasn't in the way. He was behind the no. fucking play. You don't, they go on ten meters. That's past what him. I mean. So it's like, sure, he was injured, and sure, he needed to come off. Sure, his ankle's fucked. You can't stop the game for that. That's just part of the fuck. That's part of the game. That's that's got to be a intentional quote from the trainer to take the pressure off the players. In the sense of like he's come out and said that now the yarn all week is going to be about the trainer and not like oh fucking Penrith like how's you know this player going to handle this player in the storm and has I reckon there's no way the Panthers would have allowed him to say that without you mm. know giving him the green light to go I mean maybe I'm fully just looking way too into it but that seems like a pretty like for a trainer to come when have you ever seen trainer come out and say never. something like that never after being fined twenty five thousand dollars and the guy has been. Suspended for the rest of the year. How often does this happen? Well, the, and, well, I'm not sure. What I do know is that same trainer has been warned officially by the NRL before for doing the same thing. It was for stop, a cramp with yeah, kick stopping, out last yeah, kick out. Like the, it was like, I think Kiko made like ran back with the, the the team, then stopped when the other team got the ball, and they were like doing fucking cramping, stretching in the middle of the field whilst the other team was waiting to start. Um, don't you reckon that's bizarre? The trainer would come out and say that after getting fined twenty five grand. Well, he was oh, well, not. No, fine, well, he's mate. But, I mean, it's bizarre because what he's saying makes no difference, 
And he would know that. It's got to be a misdirection. Has to be. Has to be. Because he knows what he's saying is not relevant. Yeah. Like no one's, no one, I have not seen a single person question Mick Kenny. Mitch I Kenny. think I heard uh, Gordy Tallis say he went down with a my team's under the pump injury. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> but I haven't seen that hasn't been the yarn online. That, but that's not the that's not the focal point of the narrative. Mm. Whilst sure, like I can sure stick up for Mitch, his ankle's fucked. But the thing was more about the way the trainer handled the situation. Yeah. And even even if the trainer went out there and was like, "Oh, your ankle's pretty bad," you still can't stop the game no. for an ankle. But and he stopped the game before he'd seen it. Yeah, he was literally like twenty meters away. In, uh, that, in, in that situation, though, and he's like, he's asked the ref to stop the game. Mm. Does, he, does he have to say why? I'm not sure. I'm not to, sure. To try and clean that element up a little bit? Well, it's hard because then the ref has to make a call of like, and the ref can't be a doctor on the field. He's just got to trust that the trainer is being fair dinkum. Because if, the, if he goes, I've got, I've got to stop the game for an in, ankle injury, looks like an incendiosis or whatever. Then the ref has to go, oh, uh, yes, you know what I mean? Whereas but don't like, the trainers run, like, messages to the team? Well, it happens all pretty, pretty quickly. What do, you, what do you mean, though, like? But, like, so I'm saying that the trainers are an extension of the side, right? Mm. And so there can be room for misleading refs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he, they misled him then. They called out to stop yeah. the game before they even fucking checked on it. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, is it the best system? Oh, I, I reckon that you... Unless With it's, that in mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I think unless it's a head knock or like fucking something, you can just literally like his legs fucking hanging snapped, off, snapped yeah. or whatever. I think there's no way you should stop. No way. Yeah. Um, yeah, like no way. No, I, I agree. that They need to change the system. Absolutely need to change the system. And the fact that that trainer has been officially warned before, um, in saying all of that, what a play by the trainer to bend the rule. It, it, when you take out the integrity of it, and every club bends rules. Every club bends rules. There's not a single one that doesn't. It was a great play by the trainer and Ivan Cleary and everyone because Ivan Cleary would have told him to stop. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's bending of the rules. Absolutely. Yeah. Via the trainer. Yeah, it's, it's, it fucking who they sucks. used to run messages out yeah. to the team anyway. Yeah. It sucks, but, you know, if... if it's a dishonourable bending of the rules. But, I mean, you know, like, Fergo, he stayed down holding his I thought neck. that was fucking... Te- that was... He looked like an idiot after that. Yeah, that was silly. But it's, it's all... that. That's, that's where... It's not – the players are always going to bend the rules, as we saw Penrith do, as we saw the Eels do. It's the NRL body. It's their responsibility to ensure that rules aren't bent. Yeah. So, if, for example, if next year, if, if that happened with Ferguson, I would have given the penalty to Panthers. Mm. Yeah. If, if I had seen him do that, I would have gone, Boom, you're 100% faking it, clearly. Yeah. yeah. See you later. Um, if, 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 if there was a, a replay and, like – he was barely touched and he holds his neck, I'd give a penalty to the Panthers mm. um, or, or whatever opposite team it was. We've got, we got to stop somehow trying – or even if he stays down, then you've got to go off. Like if you're that injured that it hurts so bad that you can't get up, you've got to remember these guys are so – these guys play with like broken ribs and shit, broken mm. fucking faces. Mm. Um, yeah, because Michael well, wants to look at everything else. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's either, if a the, bloke's playing down for a penalty and it's obvious as fuck – Yeah. What's wrong with what's wrong with penalising him? Well, even even to an extent of like, let's say he does stay down and he holds his neck and he gets the penalty. 
you got to go off though. Like if you've been down for three, like two, three minutes or a minute or, or whatever, and you're that injured, you should be taken from the field. And if, if they do bring that in, I think a lot less people will stay down because they're like, I'm going to get fucking taken off, off the field because I'm injured, injured. Um, they got to sort it out though because that, that's been my pet hate all year is people, as soon as they go like that, the ref's just like, oh shit, yeah. penalty. Um, Players also back into tackles now and fucking it's, like yeah. trying and to get And your neck's in always going to be bent. Matter of fact, over this whole year, how many players, other than Chans, I think, and I don't even think that was from a grapple. It could have been, but I don't think it was. Uh, not a grapple, a crusher. How many players have actually injured their neck? I can't remember. None off the top of the dome. So clearly it's not an issue. And hopefully they don't injure their neck. But I, I even mean just like a stiff neck. Yeah. Like, no, no, no players missed any footy that I know of that from – you know, getting crusher tackled. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, it's still a fucking dangerous tackle when they do it intentionally. But the little ones that happen, mm. we've got to find a way to sort that out. But yeah, very I, I very interesting that um, they've come out and said, the Panthers have come out and said that. I think it's a misdirection. Uh, but Brandon Smith has said, Brian To'o, he's a concrete head. It's He has a concrete head. It's so hard. We hate the Panthers because they're so good. To'o named in 21. Here's a graph that shows runs per game and how... For how many meters? He's making the same numbers of runs per game as Gallon in 2015, but for many more meters. Panthers will hope he plays on the weekend. Graph courtesy of the ABC in Toto. Um, so Toto, same amount of runs, but he's averaging 250 meters per run, whereas Gallon in 2015 was averaging 205-ish meters per run. That's pretty fucking. He's off the charts, yeah. Brian. Yeah. He's, bas- he's basically not on the chart. Literally. That is fucking outrageous. Yeah. Because like all those, all the other people that the average is so far, he's nearly double. He's more than double the average. Oh, easily. Yeah, he's more. He's easily. He might even be. Mate, the average is like what a hundred meters. He's running for two hundred and fifty. That's Fuck. ridiculous. And he's taking like that's where a lot of those dots are condensed. He's nearly. He's more than doubling the amount of runs the average has, and he's more than doubling the amount of meters. So he's in both scenarios, he's doubled the average. Fuck, that's crazy. Um, 20 What 25 runs a game 23 That's a lot He's a bad man Fuck yeah. he trucks nut Doesn't he He trucks nut alright He trucks serious nut It's one of the The greatest years Of trucking of nut We've ever seen Well I mean look He's sort of Putting nut trucking to He's taking nut trucking To a different level Where it's like Usually you're not meant To make any metres As a nut trucker Or at least You're not meant to get Over 100 You're meant to sort of Not score tries He's doing it all uh, now, uh, Nathan Cleary's shoulder versus Christian Welch. We saw what Welch could do in the grand final. We saw what happened when Welch got injured in origin. Big job for Liam Martin and to protect his half. However, Martin said Cleary is tough enough to handle the heat. Uh, okay. So, yeah, what, what do you guys think about the, the Nathan Cleary shoulder thing? Do you think that's going to be a concern? Like, do you think Storm are going to target it? He seems I to have handled everything. Yeah, I didn't realize his shoulder was even... Uh, like, well, he needs a reconstruction. Ongoing. Yeah, he yeah. needs a reco, but, like, I hadn't noticed... That it was. There was this little clip where issue. he like he kind of like cradled it a little bit. It was like a tiny clip. Um, there was Panthers fans. We asked them like, "What do you think Cleary's been flat mm. the last couple of weeks, or at least since he's come back?" And a lot of them were like, "Yeah, I think he may be a little bit flat because of the shoulder. A little bit potentially. Injured. You know what I mean? Like, are they going to? Well, I think it'd be mad not to target it. Why wouldn't you? Well, surely people are targeting targeting it, right? Like, but why would the storm target it? That's exactly what you do. And when you've got someone as big and as thick as Christian Welch, friend of the show, um, all round rugby league good guy. Well, he's a rugby league good guy, but he's also prepared to be a rugby league bad guy. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? It's the that uh, shows his versatility. Exactly type. the diversity of uh, personas that Christian can have. And look, don't be fooled by the name Christian either. Yeah, he He's, ain't no saint. He ain't no saint. He's got a bit of devil in him. Uh, and I'm sure that he'll run straight at Nathan Cleary's You've had a shoulder. bit of devil in you as well this year, haven't you? I have had devil in me. And How's make, it taste? Well, it tastes like a fucking grand final prelim, baby. That's how it fucking tastes. <laughs> how do you think it tastes? Can you describe that taste for us, please? Look, no, I can't, Denon, only because... I uh, I blocked my nose, and that's pretty. That's a pretty good way to just like, you know what I mean. If you go like that, you can't taste, which actually I'm sure isn't even true. But doesn't suck and tell. <laughs> Except you did, he did tell us. Well, yeah, but I didn't go into the. Nitty- didn't go into the nitty gritty. I'm a classy gentleman. That's it. Have you spoken to the devil since you sucked his dick? Yeah, look, we text sometimes. He doesn't always reply, which is hurt, hurtful. But <laughs> does he give you booty calls and that? I haven't gone back. I, the service rendered has yielded the results that we want. I think I'm you may need that. another visit to get a grand final. No. Nah. You just said that was prelim. No, I was just saying it tastes like a prelim because okay. we're in the prelim. So it doesn't taste I like a grand final. I know why I was there and I was... <laughs> but it didn't taste like a grand final. Well, we, we aren't in the grand final yet. Yeah, but how can you retroactively say it tasted like a grand final? You've said it tastes like a prelim. Well, because we're in the prelim right now. If we're in the grand final, I'll go, oh, well, it's the first time I've sucked a devil, so I realise now that it was actually... <laughs> A grand final taste. I'm not. Con- I, I think you need to check the fucking t- T's and C's of the contract that you in- entered with. Listen, the, listen. With the devil. He's, 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 he's. I'll, I'll give you his number. You can, t- you can try. No, I, I'm good. I'm a, I'm if a, anyone needs to suck the devil at this point, I think no it's you. Way. No, I'm a good. I'm a <laughs> good God fearing man. To, you need to. I think you need to get on your knees for Satan. <laughs> I'm a God fearing man. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. I'm going to rely on the the true on the purity Lord? on the Lord to well, get. Well, maybe you suck the Lord then. <laughs> Lord needs help too. Yeah, <laughs> Lord's not off limits. Uh, no, we can, we can, we've got his number as well. <laughs> um, okay, so also the story of what Tenyela uh, Paseka to the Seagulls, Scott Fulton, manly recruitment manager, asked Paseka's manager Craig Baker if he has any young forwards with the same size or mobility. Baker sent Fulton a video that went for just three minutes and fifty seconds, and Fulton said, "We'll take him." Uh, any. If he has any young forwards with same size or mobility. Same size and mobility as who? Some size and mobility. Oh, some size. So he's gone to Paseca's manager. You got any big, And he's just sent a three-minute thing. Wow, you got any big thickies that move yeah. gracefully across the paddock? Uh, yeah, sure. I've got three minutes and 50 seconds of... Taniella Paseca. Uh, Fulton, yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> now... I mean, there's. Thanks for it's, coming. It's no coincidence that Taniella Tupo and Taniella Paseca share the same name and the same, uh, you know, thickness. Uh, so you know. And the same desire to be great. The Tom. same desire to be great. The same desire to rip and tear. Same desire to win comps. Taniella Paseca is a fantastic rugby league fo- footballer, and I said it. I think on the live stream, watching that man thicken every year and truthfully thicken because he was a big. He was a big boy, but he was thin. And then every year it's just getting thicker. I'm watching those quads just go like. <laughs> now he's just the thickest player in the comp, yeah. I would say. He's like a the boy. journey from milk to custard just thickens up. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, match preview. We made, it. we made it. Versus Manly. Who would have thought that we would be here? We did. Who would have thought that it would be? We did. Hello, sport. Versus Matty the Waterboy. Matty the Waterboy is a Rabbitohs fan, people. So um, a massive Rabbitohs fan, actually. He even did a bit of work with the Rabbitohs. Who would have thought that you two would be 
clashing like this. I've got a question for Matt because he's also a fucking huge Eminem fan. <laughs> if you had the choice for South to win a grand final or you to spend the afternoon with Eminem, what would you choose? I've been asked this many times, and my number one priority is always Rabbitohs grand final. Ooh, that's a okay. great omen. That's a great omen. What's well, not an omen? That is an omen. It's just him saying something. No, <laughs> it's it's an omen of a fan dedicated to the cause. Oh, that's bullshit. Look, having studied omenry, yeah, it's extensively, n- it's not an omen. Here's a real question. It's just a dribbler saying something. Here's yeah. a real question that you should can't have been trust asked. a dribbler. Here's a real question. Yeah. He sucked the devil's dick. Would you suck Eminem's dick for a premiership? That's I'd, a better I'd, question. I'd suck Eminem's dick for sure. <laughs> That's disgusting. Goodness me. Jesus. That well, was he's a fan. He didn't yeah. really suck the devil's dick, bro. Yeah, I did. You're yeah, a yeah. Don't sicko. Don't play down my fucking Sacrifice. exploits. Is Eminem the devil? Some media outlets would have you believe. Some would have you believe that. <laughs> Certainly in the uh, well, I mean, that, early 2000s. We may have the two most committed fans to... Rugby league. Yeah, no one's more committed than Eddie and myself. Uh, Eddie gave a hamstring, I gave my mouth um, <laughs> to the cause of Manly. And you got scabies as well. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's, it wasn't scabies, it was foot and mouth, <laughs> hand, foot, mouth. Did you suck his toes? No, it's just an unfortunate byproduct of the devil's <laughs> dick, I guess. No one told me that going in. Would I do that's it again? Right. Absolutely. Of course um, you would, because we're here. Yeah. One win away. And looking unbelievable. I can't... Oh, another stat for you. Here's a stat. Uh, (laughs) Des Hasler hasn't lost a prelim. (laughs) Really? Okay. That's all right. But Bennett is a bit of a finals footy. He loves Bennett's old, dude. He's old as fuck. He doesn't know what's going on. With the greatest respect, Well, how'd they go last year? Yeah. Bennett can't win prelims. They went better than Manly last year. Bennett can't win prelims. But how'd they go last year? Where'd they lose? Where'd they lose? Where, where did, they drop where out? Did Manly lose? That's a no, no. But where they lose? Did they drop out? <laughs> Manly dropped out before the finals. Where did they lose a week before? Like, where you before that? <laughs> Souths are a prelim. Fuck, was team. it a prelim? They're a pre- they're a prelim side. <laughs> Some teams love a prelim. Souths Some teams love a prelim. Love a prelim. Last time we versed Souths in a prelim, we won. Well, we've never lost a prelim, so that makes sense. Listen, Souths are fucked. They're, I don't see a situation here where Manly doesn't win. I am. I was. I was nervous against the Roosters last week because it was a bit of an unknown. It was like finals. It was just we come off the back of a loss and like we win so well on the weekend. I've never been more confident of a 13-plus victory. Never. In the whole season. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming. It's like the Souths played their grand final when they beat the Panthers. Mm. Now they're fucked. They had a full rest though. Helpful week rest. Full rest. Fuck that. No, a, a full week to too, think about playing Manly. They've had too much of a rest now. They rested the week before they played Penrith and now they're resting a week after. Some of these players haven't fucking played no, a game over, in like can six over-rest. years. Can overrest. <laughs> I, I, I give you... I, you can oversleep, Dan. Fucking oath you can oversleep. You know when you, you, you wake up and you're like, ooh, I can go back to sleep and you do and you regret it for yeah. the rest of the day. You so wake up at 11 and, and you're like cloudy and you, fo- you wake up at 11, you've missed a thousand calls, you feel like shit, yeah. you can't get it right, you can't get yeah. into a rhythm, you can't get into a mood south have overslept they've so, overslept <laughs> and not only that when they've woken up for an oversleeping they've gone holy shit who are we playing oh manly fuck i've overslept and we're playing manly and manly have dusted themselves off after one of the great boy lows of, of all time and now we're in a mood and everyone yeah. fucking knows it and well, you don't think you don't think that of all the people that know we're in a mood the rabbitos aren't aware they know we're in a mood and maddie even said as much last week after manly beat the roosters he was like i didn't want you guys to win because 
Souths are a bunch of flat track bullies. They're soft. <laughs> and we're Everyone, about to dust. What are, what are your thoughts on... Uh, and they Man- beat a pretty ordinary Panthers. What are your thoughts on Manly getting called flat track bullies? Listen, Ryan Girdler, a dear friend and a legend of the game, but those comments are as disgraceful <laughs> as any comments in the history of rugby league. The man has four cafes on the northern beaches. <laughs> Wonder he's, why. He's Trojan Horstus, yeah. and it's a fucking disgrace. So, so explain the Trojan Horse theory. Well, so the Trojan horse theory is when uh, in the Battle of Troy uh, some 3,000 years ago, do Plus. your own research. Um, Roughly. The, the, Greeks the Greeks couldn't penetrate the walls the of the Trojans. So mm. they built a horse as an offering, as a, as a like, let's, let's squash the beef. Yeah. The Trojans, with a lack of people who can read omens, Eddie and I, <laughs> they went, oh, this is just a nice, generous offer from some people that realised they weren't up to it. They weren't mm. up to our walls. So they let the horse into the building, into the walls. They let the horse in. And then overnight, they just left it. They're like, oh, this horse is sick. We'll come fucking have a proper squeeze at it tomorrow. We'll ride it later. Once we've had a sleep. <laughs> overnight, they'd hollowed out this fucking horse before they built, like a, the thing was hollow, filled yep. with soldiers. They all climb out, city walls, bang, bang, bang. They took, the, they took Troy. Mm. So Girdler with all of his cafes, is the Trojan horse coming into the peninsula. Everyone's loving his cafes. Girdler's grind. They're everywhere. Avalon, DY, fucking Warringah Mall. Yeah. And then he starts bagging us. And we're like, wait a minute. We let you in here. Okay. Are you Achilles? I would like to think so. Or is Tom Travoy Well, actually, Achilles was Greek. I'm Trojan. So I'm Eric Banner and, and you're Orlando Bloom. Yeah, I just chill and root and fuck everything up. And fuck everything up. <laughs> oh, fuck. Happy to be that guy. Yeah. But it was a little disappointing from Gerds, who's made a home on the peninsula, you know, has made money off the people of the peninsula <laughs> to turn around and make those sort of comments. It was yeah. disappointing. It was disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. And, no he's, and hey, they're great cafes. Again, love Gerds. Great mm. cafes, great sandwiches, well, great I, coffees. I'll tell you great. what's disappointing on top of all that is that. You can only play what's in front of you, Tom. Yeah, we've had some some, some mediocre losses against Melbourne Storm this year, but we basically played everyone when we were down on troops. We've already explained to everyone listening that the second time we played uh, the Panthers this year in Bathurst, we basically won the game. <laughs> in fact, a lot of people watching thought we did watch yeah, the game. Yeah, <laughs> Win the game. A lot right of people up. said we won. So I, I just think those comments are com- they're completely out of line. <laughs> and they were aggressive. I feel like he's Are they a based bit, in reality? I think he's nervous about Manly. That to me, you know that meme where that, there's like that stuffed teddy and he's sort of like looking that way? That was Gerds as a Panther fan, like Love looking at Manly, going like, oh, fuck. Going, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's going to be interesting. That's uh, obviously how you see it, I'm guessing. Uh, in all seriousness... Even though, yeah, I love Gerds. I think he's fucking great. I think it's great. You know what I love? And I've spoken about this on a podcast. I love that he's come out and said it after they had a big win. Not after they had yes. a big loss. Yeah, yeah. Because that takes balls. And I respect that shit. Yeah. Um, but I also respectfully disagree because it's like they towed up. The, the Sydney Roosters finished on equal points to Manly. And they finished with half. Like they, 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 it's not like they only just lost half their side. They fucking haven't had half their side for the whole season. So I, I, maybe we have different definitions of flapjack bully. But it's kind of paradoxical. Like... Manly are beating the size they should be. And then they're narrow, narrowly, other than that one big loss to the Storm, losing to sides that are above them on the table. It's like, that's, isn't that normal? And we also pumped the fuck out of the Eels twice this year who were in the top four when they were pumped. Yeah, I mean... And everyone's like, Manly hasn't been in the top four, so I mean, like, even, we've done it twice. Even round two, it's 26-12, and you didn't even have Tommy there against South. And, and South aren't, they're a top four side. Yeah. 
Um, and anyway, look, at the end of the day, if you want to say, oh, you haven't booted the fucking top four sides, sweet, bro. That's fine. Count us out. Mm. Count us out. Count but us I, out. I don't get Count that. Us out. That's fine. That's right. You That's just, cool. you only just, like, you came fourth. So it's, it's, it is correct that you probably shouldn't beat Manly and Penrith yet. You've, you're getting better as the year has progressed. Like, so it's, I don't understand the, the idea that, um, you know, if you lose by two tries to the Storm and to Penrith, like that's about right, you know. That's that, yeah. that's that's where you sit on the table. Like yeah. it's, and know. then we absolutely maul everyone else. Mm. And you beat you beat the pen, um, the eel. So, you know, but as I said, I love. I've got so much respect that he come out like a ballsy thing um, to say uh, after they had a big win. I think it's um, I love it. Yeah, that's no, the yarn. He's a fucking great person. Yeah, like he's like, he's not like a he's not a mayo man. No, nah. well, a, put it this way: there, plenty of other people say outrageous things that we don't quote on the podcast. The reason why we pope, uh, we would quote a guy like Girdler is because like we fully respect and like him. Yes, and his um, opinion actually like comes holds from weight. somewhere. Hundred percent holds weight. And and you know even if you disagree with it, you know it's coming from a genuine place. Yes. Um, now, uh, both teams' attacking records have broken attacking records this year. South first team ever to score 30-plus points in eight consecutive games. Manly first team to have three players to score 20-plus tries. Reynolds versus DCE is a mouth-watering matchup. Yes, it is. Team New South 1-17 to from the team that beat Penrith. Manly 1-17 to for the team that beat the Roosters. Let's have a score prediction. Man of the match, all that good stuff. Yep. <clears throat> I made a mistake last week. Obviously, it was a, it was a mistake of sorts. Jake should have been man of the match, but the reason that Kempy just sort of like snuck in was because if Manly win, usually Tommy's man of the match. So I'm going Tommy man of the match off the top. I need to get a win on this thing. I haven't had one point given to my name the entire fucking time. <laughs> so we're going Tommy man of the match first. Manly 13 plus, but you need a score, don't you? It's going to be about 36 to eight. Holy shit! Tommy That's man a rugby league pumping. Yeah. I think it may be a, uh, a pinch tighter than that, but not by – well, th- this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking 24-10, <laughs> DCA man of the match, because I think that he needs to lift and have a, an absolute ball terror, and I think the stage is set for Daly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> to rip and tear. And I think he does. I think 2410. I think it'll be fucking grindy stuff early. First half will be grindy as fuck. Mm. And then I think Turbo breaks it open late. But DCE lands he lays the foundation. 2410. Okay. DC the man of the match. And yours was Tom Man of the Match. Thomas Trebojevic. I am going South. 1610. And I am going Cody Walker, man of the match. Cody Walker will not get one try assist in the game. Actually, either. you know what? I'm going to go Damien Cook, man of the match. Damien Cook will not get one try this <laughs> <the> entire game. <laughs> um, but yeah, you won't get a point for that, so that's fine. This yeah. is the, 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 We spoke about this on the last podcast. The keys to victory, in my humble opinion, is uh, Manly just need to be patient. Like, they just need to be patient. They can score points from anywhere. If they start trying to zing the ball from the start, they're going to have a, a, a very tough night. Um, whereas if they can get – if they're in the last – you know, the 60th minute, 20 minutes to go, whatever, and they're within striking distance of the Rabbitohs, Tommy can put those points on. Um, so their, their whole thing is completion and patience. They don't need to worry about attack because it will happen because they've got Tom Drawovich and they've got DCE. The South's key to victory, in my opinion, is obviously m- like nearly perfect completion and doing everything you can to kick 
um, Tommy out of the game. Um, and Adam Reynolds can be that guy because he's got the best kicking game in the comp, arguably. I'd probably still put him at number one, him and Cleary. But he, his ability to, to put the ball where it needs to go. Um, and not only does his kicking game need to be good, but the kick chase, they need to know exactly where the ball is going before it is kicked. So at that kick chase, they win the set from the start. And that is what I think the keys to victory are. We going live Friday? Yeah, yeah. Go live Friday. Fucking knows. Um, live this Friday for the Manly versus South Beers and Footy. Hello, Sport Live. Uh, it'll probably be on my on Bloke in a Bar. So I'll be on Bloke in a Bar YouTube channel this week. Uh, make sure to tune in. Uh, it was a laugh last time. Uh, now on to the next game: Panthers versus the Storm. Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. Rolling into the AFL Grand Final. Um, now, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys picturing here? I I think this is going to be bad for the Panthers, unfortunately. I just reckon that they just got bashed to death against the Eels last week and they came up against the Storm Juggernaut with a week off who were just fucking... Like, they just mauled Manly, right? And I'm just like, if you could do it to the best team in the comp, what are you going to do against the Panthers, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I just... I don't know. I just think that the Panthers haven't been... They have been humming, like they have, you know, at earlier parts of the season. And I just think that that game will take a fuckload out of them. Like I read some, it was the NRL physio report, basically after the side was banged up, limping around on crutches, like all Mm. fucked up. I just think that a week off for the Storm with that, with Bellamy, like the, the, you know, the greatest tactician of all and Mm. those cattle, I think it'll be a long night. Mm. I think they could get pumped. I echo Edward's sentiments. Uh, I don't like it for the Panthers. I would like the Panthers to win. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd like the Panthers to win. I don't think they will. But I don't think they will. Storm, duffel bag, weapons. What do you want me to do? But also weapons that have been shined up. Shined, polished, you know, given a bit of a once-over. Lubricated. You know, a bit of WD-40 where that's needed. Barrels cleaned. Sights adjusted. Sights adjusted. Fucking... Reloaded, ready to rip. Safety off. Fucking test. Safety off. off. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, Yeah, Storm. I just think that Penrith Panthers, that game was so epic. And the effort that the Penrith Panthers and the Eels, but the effort that Penrith Panthers put in last week was like all time effort. Like that game is one of the best games I've ever watched. It was outrageous. And I just, is it even physically possible or humanly possible to back that up against a raging storm? I don't know. And I think the keys for the Storm is, again, patience. They're going to fatigue. There's no, like, maybe they can and Penrith come out and kill it, which would be amazing. Like, if they come out and put that same effort in, it'll be one of the greatest back-to-back efforts I've personally ever seen. Um, But I just, I can't see how it can be physically possible if the Storm come out complete high and just wait until the last last 20 minutes of the match. Um, I can't see how the Penrith Panthers could, could go with them. Like, I just... Yeah. How? Physically. Um, if they do, it will be one of the greatest fucking backups of all time. Yeah. They just bash them through the middle and then bring Harry Grant on. That's what I mean. And they'll just fucking tear them apart. Like, because watching the game last week, no one took a backward step for 80 minutes. Like, you kept waiting for one team to go, okay, this is the set where we fucking get a bit lazy, we don't get off our line because we're all fucking tired and fucked. No one did for 80 minutes. It was the whole 80 minutes. Mm. And I just think that, like... 
a raging storm side. The only problem with the storm is if they get too confident and they they start the game thinking these guys are done. Look, they're all gas. They're limpid. You know, they're not. They don't look as energetic. And then all of a sudden they've made three or four errors. Then the Penrith Panthers get a sniff. And once you get a sniff with a team like Panthers, that that can lift you. Um, so fuck. If if the Penrith Panthers win it, it'll be fucking incredible. But yeah, I think the Storm are going to win and, and win comfortably. Um, Harry Grant, Cheese is back. Munster. Papen using his throbbing like no tomorrow. How, how do you stop that kind of weaponry coming at you? Very, very tough. Oh Good my luck. God. Um, you know, I think Toto is a huge back in though. I think if there is one, I guess, weapon in the duffel bag that um, Storm probably don't have is Storm don't have a Toto. Whereas everywhere, everywhere else you could argue like, you know, Hughes and Cleary, like Cleary's obviously better, but they're both really good. Munster, Luai, when Luai's on, he's really good. Everywhere else, they kind of match up relatively. Even I'd say Papin using those obviously, you know, probably a bit better than Edwards. But a big difference is the amount of the amount of work Tottle gets through. No no winger is coming close to that. Don't get me wrong, Adokar is still fucking incredible finisher, incredible mm. work. But the numbers that Tottle's putting up, that, that could be a point of difference. Yeah. That could be something that, that gives them enough energy to get through it. Uh, but you almost think like even if they let's say they did somehow win this game how do they get up for a grand final a week after like for that reason I want them to win that's (laughs) it that's exactly right Mm. fucking oath so I'm going my score is going to be Storm Storm 34 Panthers 16 and I'm going to go man of the match man of the match Papenhuisen. I'm going to go 36 to 6. Man of the match, Harry Grant. I'm going 28 10 to Melbourne, and man of the match will be uh, Cameron Munster. Great mad dog, Munster. That is us done and dusted. No. Right, sorry, one, one last thing. Storm have just come out and said that they're giving all their members from 2020 and 2021 who live in Victoria free membership for next year. That's nice. That is nice. It's very good. A flex. That is a, yeah, that's a flex. That's a big flex. Well big, done. big flex. Well, well done. On that's good. Good on Storm. Good on them. Well um, done, Storm. It must obviously... Good for you. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a nice move. It's nice. Classy. Classy. You can afford it, so... <laughs> That's Make fun. sure to follow Hello Sport on Instagram, Punters and Dribblers group on Facebook, Hello Sport on YouTube, Hello Sport on any podcast app that you have on your phone. Yep. Uh, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Don't forget, one of the boys tees, the official tee of me and Finch's podcast, next Monday. Next Monday, 6 p.m. Make sure to be there, guys, because there's a limited amount. Once they're gone, they're gone. And also, if you haven't received your Be Soon shirt, which most people should have, that's out of our hands. Australia Post has had massive delays due to internal people having to take days off because of the pandemic and everything. There's nothing we can do about that, but every shirt has been sent on our end. Um, so you should get them soon. We have been assured that these shirts, if you, if you buy them on Monday, if you grab them on Monday, you should have them by Thursday. Um, but again, Post that we don't control that. That's, we, there's not, not much we can do about that. All we can do is give them the packages and hope that they, they get them to use. Uh, as usual, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll go fuck myself. Thank you.